Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why do you want to have long nails? No, I said they're not. <laughs> Uh, I'm about to say, why are you chipping your fingernails? Because doing all this cooking, so when I'm washing my hands and the you know the nail bed get a little soft, and then yeah. I turn around and doing stuff, it's just like chipping. They're becoming brittle. Chef, like well, there you go, brittle. Well, I would say this, friend. Please make sure that you have like a Eucerin or something because um, once you hit 35 and up, your your neck and your hands tell on you. Are you talking about moisturizing? Yes. Oh, yeah. I do that regularly. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw somebody, she looks amazing for her age until you look at her hands and it's like, oh, it's like a jump scare. You, know, you, see, you see me and, fluffing this hair out, I'm just using some of this oil to moisturize. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to jump off and, oh, not from your hair. I literally want to jump off and get some hand cream because every time I think about her, it breaks my heart. Which You know what's so funny? I've been going on these tangents online about how please stop telling me I look young for my age because I've noticed y'all lying to people. Uh-oh. And I and I don't want to be. I, I don't know if anybody's lying to me, so don't even put me in it. I don't want to be in it no more. Because there was a lady wow. who she was fifty and she was a sexy fifty, but people told her she looked thirty. And I was like, when? When did she look thirty? In nineteen ninety seven. So ever since then, I've been very paranoid about people telling me I look young for my age because I'm like, I don't know who's lying. I don't know who's telling the truth. Let's just skip this whole part. I go to dinner last night. Me, Jeffrey, you want to be lied to? Yes. You want to be, be the delusional fifty-year-old who looks fifty, but who is waiting for people to tell him he looks thirty-five? I mean, I'm not waiting, but if you want, if you feel inclined to say I look younger than, by all means, you wouldn't be embarrassed to know that they were lying to you. <laughs> no. Wow. How about you? Because I didn't ask them to lie. <laughs> I just want you, them to say I look good. Like I just look good. You don't even have to say you look good for your age. It's good. Like you look good. Thanks. Thank you. And you don't have to say I look twenty either. Just say I look good. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's fine. It's it's fine. It's never... something. <laughs> See, here's the problem. The reason why I'm trying to wean myself off that compliment is when you hear something a lot of times, you subconsciously start to expect it. Oh mm-hmm. no, I never expected. No, it. no, it's subconscious. Here comes Jeffrey not believing subconscious again. It's subconscious. <laughs> so well, what, no, I never it, expect people to try to guess my age. That's always I don't yeah. Know, that's, that's your conscious friend. That's still your conscious. <laughs> so what happened was I was introducing myself at some meeting I was at and I could tell that everybody in the meeting was under 30 except for me and the and the founder and they were all reading off their resume and I said you know I had to work for a place that somebody else had introduced themselves working and I was like well I worked there 21 years ago and without thinking of it I said I know it's hard to believe and I was like bitch what if it's not hard to believe See? <laughs> subconsciously Y'all have me thinking it's hard to believe that I had a job 21 years ago as an adult, right? But then people are like, no, bitch, I believed you when you said it. So already the whole baby face thing is already starting to work on me. So I was like, nah, I got to leave myself off this shit. Because one day a little Gen Z or Alpha is going to be like, bitch, we believe you. And I'm going to cry. Well, we see how the Gen Zers are aging. <laughs> that, that's some, uh, something that's been... Uh, they're, like older than they're pushing us. back. They're pushing back and saying that we're lying and we all look old. 
Well, you know what? It's not a blanket <laughs> statement, but a lot of y'all niggas do <laughs> look older than millennials. If y'all had to guess how old you look, what would you say? If y'all had to guess how old you think you look at this at this very moment, and Jeffrey, don't do the asterisks. Look at yourself in the, in the mirror no, right no, now. I would I would say me personally, I would always be like, oh, like between a thirty three, thirty five, somewhere in okay. that range. So if you're, you're you're what I like to call forever thirty two. It's like when you ask people how they're feeling, and they always say a seven. The seven mm. is safe. You're forever mm. thirty two. All right, how about you, Lulu? I'm forever twenty three. <laughs> I think the same. I think like between thirty two and thirty five would be what I would guess. Okay, then I'll do the same thing. We all look 35. 32, 35. Okay. 32. This is without a haircut, so I know it's a little bit, a little older now. Well, you know what's interesting is um, I saw a girl on threads, you know, like the fake Twitter version on, on Instagram. And she was like, oh my God, praise report. I had a meeting with a client and I told them I was 36. And they were like, oh my God, we thought you were 25. So I'm just here to tell you I look 25. And I went to look at her. She was a pretty girl. She looked both. See, I mean, now that's the thing. She like, be, you don't, you don't she, shout like, it you out be, to the world, you, right? You could be twenty five or thirty six, which I wouldn't gasp at either. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, see, this is exactly the trap they have us in, guys. It's a trap, guys. Stop telling people to guess your age, particularly if you are a black did. woman, because we could be anything from twelve to sixty. Yeah, and that's the, the worst thing. Like, I hate when men say guess when it's a how old are you question, and men, oh, guess no. I don't, it doesn't never bothers me when women do it. Like, for some reason, it's fun. It's not cute. sleeping with us. It's, no, it's just, <laughs> no. Even the ones I'm not interested in. I'm talking about older, like, teachers or anybody. People I have no interest in. When a man does that, it grinds my gears, in the words of Peter Griffin. I grind your gears. <laughs> oh, I want to make a quick announcement. The episode that we taped last Tuesday was supposed to come out this week. We're moving it to come out next week because... The topics that we are talking about this week are so time sensitive that it's not going to age well. You know what I mean? Mm. So we're switching the order. So last week's episode, don't refer back to it. The kids are not going to know what the hell you're talking about. It never happened. I think it was more like evergreen, you know. It was very evergreen, which is why it was an yeah. easy switch. But just yeah. you know, sometimes we tend to refer back. If you refer back, nobody knows know what you're talking about. So just as a heads up. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all the future. <laughs> right, we live in the future. <laughs> we're talking about daddy issues. Somebody going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, mean, I think gosh. that actually might have almost happened. It must Blue shows a nipple. Right. <laughs> really, I think at some point you guys have to help me do a real thirst trap because thanks to y'all, I keep getting DMs saying almost blue. This is almost thirst trap. And I was okay. like, I never, no. No, I'm saying, okay, we, like, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll we're down to do it. Between now and the end of 2024. Sorry, so giving, oh, no, that's a long, no, 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 no. Between now and February 20th. Actually, that needs I'm sorry, Lou, go ahead. Yeah, now between now and February 28th. <laughs> I was going to say it needs to be a Valentine's Day post. No, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not uh, that's I'm, a good idea. Because Valentine's Day is on a Wednesday, so our episode will have come out Tuesday. So, yep, the Wednesday. I'm, yep. I'm not agreeing to that. So you can yep until you turn to Trey songs. I, <laughs> I I don't know how I'm going to film Valentine's Day, okay? I might be. You're funny. You know what's so interesting about Valentine's Day is that people all over the internet are like, oh my God, if we fall in love right now, we have enough time. Duh, 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 duh. I don't want to get too much into it. I think we talked about it in the episode that's coming out next week. But today I woke up to a friend hitting me up. He was like, all right, so if anybody doesn't do you right, we're going to have dinner. Like I already have friends who were like, I want to make sure that you're good regardless of if you are with somebody on Valentine's Day or not. And that is so sweet. It's so sweet having friends who want you to meet your person who are totally willing to love up on you in the meantime if if it doesn't pan out. So oh, I thought that was really, really nice. I think platonic love, we talked about this before. 
I don't think platonic love gets enough uh, of the applause it deserves because my friends make sure I feel very loved, y'all. That's something that I, I don't know, my platonic love, my friends, like y'all know. We know. Y'all know y'all are loved by me all the time. Like we to the point where we actually be less nice to us and be nice to the people that you're dating. Yes, we know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, transfer some of that over to the people that you're yes. gonna spend your life with, friend. Um, <laughs> show them some grace, Jeffrey. Show them some say. pretend the men you date are your friend. Okay. Y'all, it is three minutes into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's never too early to tell the truth. So speaking of friends, it's so funny because the topic that we're gonna be talking about, I want to call this episode Cobras, Barbies, and Bigfoot on my. Um, the topic that we're going to be talking about is the topic that has been on the news cycle for about 96 hours now. We're all exhausted, but we, I know people are going to be coming to the podcast waiting to hear our thoughts about it. I've spoken about it briefly. I posted about it in my stories often because the, the, the kikis have been kikiing. Everybody's been talking about the Megan and, uh, Nikki situation, which is really just Nikki spiraling on her own and talking to herself. And before we get into that, usually we start off by saying, hey, guys, how was your weekend? So imagine my shock when I go <laughs> on social medias and everybody's like, oh, while Nikki is having a meltdown, Megan is partying. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that Jeff's elbow? Wait a minute. Is, that, is the bitch in the blonde wig? Is that Lulu? And I realized my co-stars, 12 minutes after the Hiss song was dropped, we're at Brian's birthday party where, of course, he styles Megan. And so you guys were at the Pimps and Hoes Ball right after. Players Ball. Players Ball. Sorry, well, you know, I'm old school. We still call it Pimps and Hoes parties from back in the day, y'all. <laughs> so you guys were at the Players Ball. <laughs> Players Ball, Pimps and Hoes was the theme. Yeah, there we go. Players Ball, Pimps and Hoes. <laughs> and so we are watching her dancing and I'm like my friends are in the room and we got a pod we have to talk about this so without getting too much into it what was it like at the party in general because the party was about Brian and we want to make sure that we center him in his own goddamn birthday right and also what was the energy given the fact that Nikki was yelling Bigfoot on a coke binge allegedly the entire time y'all were partying so it was the party was amazing this was Brian's second players ball the first one was in 2019 right Lou yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2019. COVID By the way, happened. we're talking about Brian Javar, celebrity stylist, Quinta, all the girls. He's impeccable. Look him up. Yeah. So, the, you know, COVID happened. We had to miss a couple of years here and there, but this was the second one. Honestly, at that moment, I remember because it was when um, Victoria Monet's Oh My Mama was playing. I was actually, me and Lutasha, we were at our table in the back. Just kind of like dancing, having a good time. Because I remember they shortly after played Trina. <laughs> and then <laughs> Tasha went on a Trina binge. But Explain to the audience for context, guys. Because inside, inside jokes don't work on the pod. You, they're in love with Trina, guys. Oh, so yes, whenever yes. they hear Trina, she is their spirit that, animal. That's bitch. Always and forever. Always the but, baddest bitch. But so the dance floor... It was like in the middle of the dance floor by DJ's booth. Everybody was around because I was up there at first for a while. But then I'm just like, okay, I'm tired of being in the big group. So that's when I was like, I'm just going to go back where it's a little more breathing room. And I had passed this really white blonde wig. But because everybody has on wigs and costumes and the girls makeup and stuff, I didn't realize that that was Megan at the time. I'm just, it's another party guest because I wasn't in her face like that. But then even my shot come to find out, everybody like, oh, Megan, is that Megan? I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> but it was just like, it was a great party. It wasn't a, it, the Megan 
Taraji Jasmine of it, and I'm sorry, Janelle, um, it was like just a moment of it. It really didn't take over the entire party. Cause I, I love that because she looked sincerely unbothered. Like she was there to party and celebrate with her good friend. Yes. And it was about celebrating with her good friend and not about having a clout chasing moment it in was, the middle of Nikki's unraveling. And no moment did any of them, I feel like, try to sh- take the spotlight from Brian, overshadow it being Brian's party. They were just three girls having a good time at a party. And who were the three girls? Because you, you were speaking in shorthand, so the audience might not know who you're oh, talking about. Taraji P. Henson, Janelle, actually four. Taraji P. Henson, Janelle Monet, Victoria Monet, and Megan Thee Stallion. Which is so funny because in LA, they're, they are very often cited. I feel like those four women... And what's her name? The one who we love, Regina King. There's certain people who are icons, but if you live in LA, you're going to run into them. You're going to constantly run into them. Um, Lou, what were your thoughts about B? I saw you in your blonde wig as well. You and Megan had uh, matching blonde <laughs> wigs. What was your thoughts around the party? Because as this is happening, I don't realize you guys are at the party and I'm on my couch just sending y'all stories for the pod, not realizing that you're in the room with the person I'm sending you the stories about. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things um if you were like not really paying attention you wouldn't have known it was her because we're like all in costumes like everybody's just chilling nobody's like they're just everybody was just regular people like I didn't really know till like after the fact I was like dang that girl talk because I had broke my shoe <laughs> so yeah, Luke, bro, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> broke. I, broke, <laughs> I broke my shoe and so I was like I was I'm it's always weird when girls are taller than me since I'm so tall yeah. and I had like a big platform shoe and so when she walked past me, I was like, oh, that girl's tall. But yeah, it, you know wasn't, so funny? it wasn't like a thing. What's so funny is there's a consistency in you guys' party experience with her and, and me and um, B. Hen, you know, Brian Henry's experience with her. The first time, now he's worked with her a million times, but the first time Brian and I ever laid eyes on Megan was at Cardi B's birthday party. And, you know, that year it was like a dance hall theme. And we're at this line waiting to get Jamaican patties because Cardi had weed. She had patties. She had everything Jamaican. Okay. Every Jamaican stereotype you could think of was at this party. <laughs> and we're in the middle of talking. And I literally see Brian's face freeze, but it, it doesn't freeze like you're in shock. It freeze like you're looking at like, I don't know, like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. So I turn around. I'm like, who is that tall, bad bitch? Again, she was in costume. We had no idea who she was. And all I was thinking to Lulu's point was, there are very few women in here who are taller than me. So I'm like, who is this Amazon? And then she walks past me. I'm like, oh, it's Megan. She's so pretty. And then it went on. Like, it was no big deal. And there's something to be said about someone who, despite knowing that they're on everybody's tongue, can go to a party and not make it about them and not suck up the energy in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so here, they, I had that experience at Cardi's party. You had that, that experience while his is literally trending all over the globe. And even there was a young man or woman, I'm not sure which one, because I didn't double-click on the avatar, on Twitter who said, I went to school with Megan. She was nice to everybody. She was born, she was like voted Miss Congeniality like two years in a row. This is consistency of anybody who's in space with her says she's a regular person who's not this demon that they're making her out to be. And so my first question before we even get into the Nikki of it all, right, is how would you feel if you were just someone who was trying to make your dreams come true and everybody was turning you into the boogeyman, including your peers? How do you think you would be able to handle that? Because a part of me really aches for the fact that she even has to come out with a song like this. I mean, I feel like it, this is my opinion. I think it literally comes with the territory. When I say the territory, I mean uh, the price of fame. As soon as you are a public figure in that capacity, as soon as you open your mouth, half of the world is going to love you. Half of the world is going to hate you. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's a, you really 
cannot go into this entertainment business without some thick skin and I feel like being grounded, which is why we've seen for years why so many child stars turned out kind of crazy, a little cuckoo. But I've, I just, I hate it for Megan. I hate it for any celebrity, but I do feel like it's par for the course when you set up to be a, a public figure. I used to believe that until I, I talked to Jason about it. Jason pointed out that there's some faves who get to skip it. Issa gets to skip it. Quinta gets to skip it. There's some people who um, it, are picked as favorites and they do get to skip it. So it, it's not as, even the J-Hud thing, right? He mentioned when he talked yeah. about J-Hud and he made that comment that I completely understand why people were really upset about it. He said, I made that comment calling J-Hud illiterate and I get why people are upset. I also know there's a whole list of black women I could have said that about. Y'all wouldn't have cared. There's it's different rules for different people. Yeah, but it's a couple things. To that point, like the Issa and the Quinta hate, the thing is, it's it's quiet. No, it's lack of quiet. hate. Like, it's it's a, it's a not loud hate at all. Well, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there, But it is people, if you ever, like, go through the, the hashtag Insecure, Abbott Elementary or anything, there are people that completely dislike for no reason. You literally just find something to hate them about. Um, So the hate is there. It's just not as loud. And for a person like yeah. Jenny Hood, I always say Jennifer Hudson, the worst thing that happened to her was one of the best things you know her losing her family like that she is america's sweetheart like you cannot talk bad about jennifer hudson because that girl lost her she didn't lose like one parent or a cousin she lost her family i don't think that's why she, she's getting grace i think she's getting grace because she's considered a non-threatening country bumpkin who we saw evolve she from and... chicago no no let me finish no 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 let me finish like <laughs> You guys are talking about factors. I'm talking about perception. So this, oh, okay, that's very okay, different. Okay. As somebody who's had to write about Jennifer Hudson like consistently, I'm clear about what I'm saying. There is a category of women who are seen as non-threatening because they have the what I call the Fantasia effect. They're yes. seen as endearing country bumpkins who don't always articulate in the way that we would consider like, you know, like a thespian, like a Cheryl Lee Ralph. And because they're so sweet and around the way girl, we immediately don't feel threatened. And so we root for them because they're non-threatening. And I think J-Hud being non-threatening is actually the reason why she gets that grace, not because of what happened to her. Because think about it. Again, Megan was shot and they actually hated her more, not less because of it. I think there's some people who are, and we talked about this before, anchovies and vodka, right? Mm -hmm. There's some people who no matter what happens to them, they endear people. And there's some people, no matter how nice they are or how horrible their circumstances are, people are going to always want to target them. I agree with you in the um, the non-threatening part, but I really do think, because also Jennifer Hudson was on American Idol before social media was what it is today. You know, Twitter yeah. was a lot nicer and things, but you called in to vote. It wasn't like a app thing to vote. She got the sympathy um, edit on American Idol. She, they gave her the she sympathy edit. She got the sympathy edit. edit, so she had America's love. But again, I, on top of what you said, the non-threatening truth, that her family being killed, I, that that was the cherry on top of that. We did, I not, talk, the cherry, we did yeah. not talk bad about Jennifer Hudson. I agree. I agree. And Jason learned that the hard way. How about you, Lulu? What do you think about what it must be like for someone to be in college, barely old enough to drink, your mama just died, your father's passed away, and now you're famous and everybody in the world is aiming at you. And you're 5'10", so you're you're impossible to miss physically. I I think that um, I agree with Jeff, like a lot of times it does come with a, a territory, but I think the hard thing, the tough thing about Megan's situation is because she doesn't have her parents and her mom, she doesn't even have like an anchor or somebody who like really knows her and cares about her like completely thoroughly, like unconditionally just to like bounce some shit off of because people are always going to say stuff about you. Like, I think I told you, Blue, when I, I was in college, this guy lied on me and talking about 
we was doing all kinds of nasty stuff and I wasn't, I didn't even know his name. <laughs> doing nasty. Y'all was being real nasty. nasty stuff. Real nasty. He was in your hot pocket. He said, he said, yeah. we showing up with a backpack. <laughs> backpack, backpack. We're going to get into that. Right. Uh-huh. I should have pegged his ass. <laughs> I mean, he might have been into it. <laughs> but yeah, but you can't really get involved in what people are going to say because people literally will say literally anything. And yeah. and people love to believe negative stuff about you. They love it. They cannot mm-hmm. wait to believe some bullshit that somebody said to knock you down a peg, like to make you feel bad. If you're getting too much love, people hate that. People, they want to believe all the negative things about you. They want to believe you're a hoe. They want to believe that you're evil. They want to believe that you lie. Like they're like, yes, please give me all the bad shit. So and you just can't, you really cannot get emotionally involved in stuff like that because you will not be able to get out of bed every day because people are just going to be making shit up. People literally, and especially now with social media and Twitter and all this stuff, you don't even got to say that shit to their face. You just type it on the computer and then go like go about your day. Ain't nobody going to confront you. Ain't nobody going to come up to you, say anything. Like a lot of these people ain't been punched in the face and it shows. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I'm not um I, like nowhere near public as a Megan the Stallion, you know, anybody like that. But like literally blue, when you send us the the Instagram clips from the show and things like that, I it takes me probably a day to actually go and look at the comments and things that people say. Cause I'm always just like, what are people gonna say about us? What are they gonna say about me? But so far everybody even everybody's been so nice, receptive or just like jokingly funny. And so, you know They're nice because we haven't hit a million views. Right, it's gonna be real funny how everything you're saying now. You could you could be in a bubble because I I I you could be in a bubble right now and say the exact same things that you've always said and be preserved and snapshotted as exactly the same person. The minute we hit a certain threshold, those things are gonna suddenly become a problem. Yeah, you don't yeah. like Jay like Z always says we don't change. The ecosystem changes towards us, and I also had to tell myself when I was thinking about this episode. All three of us are over 35. Remember the 90s um, when social media was not a thing and had our mothers in our lives. And so there's certain things that we can cavalierly say, oh, you know, it just comes with the territory that she is not equipped to receive in that way because she only knows the world like this. She doesn't have to lose point, the guidance and the grounding that we all might take for granted that we can call mamas and cry a little bit and say, that girl's just jealous of you. Don't fuck her. You know what I mean? Like, those quick phone calls, I don't think we fully recognize how life-giving they are until we meet somebody without a parent who can't have those phone calls, who can't be... I, I come out this all the time. Like, There's nothing that is more amazing in this world than being an adult who gets to be somebody's baby. Idiot, and Megan the Stallion... Hold on for a second. I just want to land this. Megan the Stallion will never experience being someone's baby while being famous. And that absence in itself is why what Nikki's doing feels so extra fucked up to me because Nikki just lost her own father, but at least she got to be an adult to have him in her life. Megan never got that. We were about to say? I was going to say, and listen, when the when the bullying and jokes continue at home by cousins, uncles, and sometimes parents, <laughs> you get a tough skin that you just, you know, you carry into this world. Now everything is so anti-bullying and, you know, it's just a little different. That's so now. fellowship though. Like even having a cousin to bully you, like, what we, what we, mean, we wait, call wait. bullying, like just even having people to even have that back and forth with, yes. the absence yeah. of that yes. is actually very That's, painful. Yes. Yeah. Probably it's really important. sad. It's, it's really sad to me for her. And that's it, it's just like, to me, it also just made Nikki like seem so 
like a bully. And like, I'm like, who are, why are you so hurt? Like, what's going on? Don't you have a son? Should you be busy? Like, why are you going out of your way to harass this young lady? She ain't do nothing to you. Well, she had the she had the audacity to do a record with, WAP with Cardi B and break records. How dare you eat off of my enemy? I guess is all it took. You know what somebody posted? Somebody posted screenshots of their ages. Nikki's forty one, Meg is twenty eight, and to I'm remembering back when because you know me and Nikki are in the same age bracket when Nikki was saying I love little Kim. Um, why won't she make space for me? And then went on to be the very thing that she's always accused Kim of being. And the mean-spiritedness as somebody who's had to work in the news, I personally have had an issue with stomaching Nikki since I saw that she not only was paying for the legal defense of her brother, who was accused of raping and sodomizing his 12-year-old stepdaughter, she also told the judge, allegedly, but there's court documents who can substantiate this, she told the judge that the 12-year-old girl was fast as a way to almost say, like, you know, she a whore anyway, so what's the problem? Then she uh, she harassed allegedly, I'll say that again, just to be journalists, have journalistic integrity. Then she harassed the, not the first or the last alleged sexual assault victim of her now husband, Kenneth Petty. And had, the lady literally said, I had to listen to hours and hours of footage and video from this woman when I was covering it. The lady literally said her daughter and her, her daughter was at a club and somebody came up to her and said, hi. She's like, what's up? And they're like, we have a message from Nikki. Imagine being, going around your day and there's random ops at parties and events on behalf of Nikki Minaj and Kenneth Petty telling you need to take this money, shut the fuck up. Like Nikki has done things that are so disgusting and anti-woman that when she goes on her crusade against misogyny in the music industry, while actively, according to people like Remy Ma, saying, if you have Remy on the docket, I'm not going to perform, and making sure that Remy doesn't have food to eat to feed her family, it's hard for me to jive with that. And for years, I was like, working in the news makes it impossible to like Nicki Minaj, right? It makes it impossible to record documents, listen to the audio, see the footage and like her. But I recognized that I was a, a, a non-vocal minority, and so I was keeping it cute. And then Pink Friday 2 came out and, you know, Fuck the Club Up is like my gym anthem. And I was like, well, you know what? It's been some years. I've forgiven Chris Brown. Maybe she's evolved. <laughs> and then this happens. And so my, I want to ask you guys, do you think this is what it finally takes for the... Because Barb's a jumping ship. I never thought to the day. There are some people who are still defending her, but this is the first time I've ever seen Barb's vocally going online and saying they're jumping ship. Um, I have tickets to see her. I can't do this anymore. Do you guys think that she's going to have a dent or do you think that they're so delusional that they're going to allow her to continue doing this and never jump ship? I think she's delusional. I think that like, because even when they were like, I saw a tweet and it was saying something like, oh, the fans are not um, receptive to Nikki's counter song or birds. And it's she horrible. like, it's a horrible song. It and she, yeah, and she was like retweeting and she was like, what? It's number two in the country. What does that mean? What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, people don't like the song, girl. Like they probably mm. listen to it because they're nosy, but yeah. like people don't like it. <laughs> That's actually so. why I didn't listen to it because somebody on Twitter said, hey, I took a screenshot so we don't give her any more downloads. Because people are hate listening the same way they hate the same way they hate watch. I listened to the first 60 seconds. I was like, ooh, that's not even Coke. That's a different kind of drug. Coke, coke don't do that. That's not coke. <laughs> I know people who do coke yeah, and they're lovely. That's not coke. That's something else. I am ready to open myself up to the side of the world that's going to probably hate me. Listen, <laughs> it's hip hop. I am not mad at this. I'm not mad at Bigfoot. Nicki Minaj is over there. And first off, I'm not a barb and I'm not a. No, but do you think it's high. good? Because hip hop well, is not. Hang the- on. 
So no, because my, my thing is the, the hip hop listening... issue is not with her going in the booth; it's with the song sucking. So oh, we no, all so... agree, actually, that it's, she should go in the booth. So here's the thing: I listened to it last night because did it come out yesterday? I don't know. Whatever. I listened to it yesterday. Um, I don't know how long it was out at that point, but I listened to it yesterday. The first time I played it, I was like, "What is this?" Like everybody else. So I said, "Let me listen to it again." By the second time I listened to it, I said, "Okay." First off, the beat is cute. The beat is listen. The beat goes. Do you remember when uh, Remy came out with Sheether and annihilated Nikki? Yes. Hands down, Remy annihilated Nikki with Sheether. I think Nikki took like a whole weekend before she even responded. And then when she did respond, it was with no frauds. And everybody was like, this is trash. Oh my God, Nikki, this is trash. This is the best you got. But still to this day, no frauds get played and it's a banger. People like bump to it. With this song... I feel like it's the same way. The things that she's saying, it's kind of like, oh, this is the best you could do. But then again, I listened to it and she also has the acapella on it where it's just her voice. Nikki sat there and she said, I took it light on you. This was just me taking it light, having fun with you. She stopped the beat and everybody's like, why is she talking and why is she whispering? Nikki said, if you don't apologize to your mother, she became a black mom at that point because all everybody black mom would have been in your face and said very clearly, if you don't listen to me and what I have to say, this is what's going to happen. Now, 48 hours, I think, is like, to, she told uh, Megan, you got 48 hours to apologize to your mother. Because, you know, Nikki always saying these girls are her sons. And I think we coming up on the 48 hours, like in two hours or so here. But I think that Nikki did what Nikki was supposed to do. I feel like it's lyrically not the best song. Um, Hiss is way better lyrically. But it is very on point for Nicki Minaj, and I'm curious. So you to see you like the, that song? What you're saying? I don't mind it. I can I can see how if it came on in the club, if it came on in the club, I could definitely b- dance to it. The yeah, I think goes, it's, I, yeah, we're gonna have voice, to respectfully disagree on this one. I think oh, it's, yeah, I, I think know, the song yeah. is trash. I her think the song voice, is absolutely though, trash. Her voice, it's it's something. And again, take away the content. It's something soothing in hip-hop to hear nikki flowing on a beat and just nikki is a talented artist she could read the phone book and it would sonically sound good the song is trash as a true hip-hop head i think the song is absolute garbage just like no frauds was but no frauds. yeah all you're saying is that she gets away with garbage because she's she's talented she does but also i'm not i'm not mad at the response pending on if she stands by what she said uh, if you don't apologize, which I don't think Megan should apologize or is going to apologize. Um, so where's, where's the accountability for Nick, Nikki? So we understand that you are, you're going to stand for her to some degree, regardless of what. But what, where's the accountability? What are your thoughts around her actual actions? So I was trying to figure that out because I was like, Nikki, as soon as she said, um, not on the song, but on like a tweet video or something, she tweeted and she's like, you better conjure up your mama and, a, you know, something. Did you see that one? Yeah, it's disgusting. I, that's why I was disgusting. like, oh, I was like, Nikki, you took it too damn far. So I was trying to figure out like, where did this beef start? Like you pointed out earlier, you know, she did walk, Megan did walk with Cardi B, which was a point for Nikki, probably sound like her. But even when she released uh, Ruby the Sleaze, all she said was, I ain't fuck with horses since Christopher Reeves. Talking about Megan. Now mm-hmm. Megan and I, I don't. I love his. I like his. But Megan came on his and came at Nikki's baby dad. I'm sorry, husband, who we all know ain't shit and did wrong. X, a convicted y, sex offender in the exactly. law. Exactly. Yeah. But Nikki's diss was just targeted at Megan. Like I ain't fucking horse since Chris Reed's talking about Megan the stallion. Megan came for family, and Nikki said in um her her what's it called uh Bigfoot. Oh, she came in Bigfoot, and she's like, you want to talk about families? 
we will talk about families. I will so you talk think, about but, but, but pause for a second, because I think that's a false equivalency that, that to me lacks nuance is a sex offender is not coming for your family. That's somebody you're talking about somebody who's addicted to everybody else's family. I like a sex, like a sex it'd, be, it'd be one thing if you said, oh, your husband's bald headed or he got a small dick. <laughs> but the fact that he's a public menace. Oh, she leaves, said facts, facts. Yeah. So, so my thing is, I don't think that's coming for someone's family. Like Lulu, if you married a sex offender, me bringing that up is not the same thing as you talking shit about, about me getting shot. Because in one instance, I'm talking about a predator. In the other instance, you're literally attacking a victim. They're not the same to me. And I, I really think it's unintelligent when we create those false equivalencies and just say family is family. No, a, a predator you, versus a victim are, are not the same thing to me at all. But what is Nikki supposed to do? Say, yeah, fuck my husband. Like it's regardless of whether we she agree. She could say thing, nothing because her album was doing well. But regardless of whether we agree or not, because we I think we all don't agree with the actions of Kenneth Petty. I think it's her husband. We don't agree with that. That's her. That's who she is married. That's who she loved for whatever reason. She has seen past it, looked past it. That is her family. That is her love. That is her child's father. So no choice but to defend him. Megan, I said- I don't said, think she has no choice. She always has a choice to shut up. I don't think she doesn't have a choice. I Well, I understand. I'll say that. I'll, I understand why she came at it. And also, Nicki Minaj is on her fucking Donald Trump calling that girl Bigfoot. I'm sorry, Megan, but I laugh when I hear it because it's just like when uh, he was campaigning, it was calling Hillary Clinton crooked Hillary. At first- it was like, this shit is stupid. That's porny. Crooked Hillary. But the more he kept saying it, <laughs> even to this day, I call her Crooked Hillary. And just like with Joe Biden, he was calling him Sleepy Joe. I'm like, Donald, is that the best you can do? But now it kind of sticks to Sleepy Joe. That big So what would it shit. take for you to th- admit that she's being disgusting? I think that she's being disgusting, but... So but it's, it hasn't too, deterred so you, was, though. So like, was but Tupac it, when he said... No, pause, pause, pause. Let's not move the goalposts. We're talking about Nikki and Nikki only. What would it take for you to say she's gone too far for me to stop standing on her and admit that she's being fucking disgusting? I ain't standing on her. I, again, I like both women. I... I found liking. I don't. I don't think this. Is... I don't get. I don't think we get to do both with this because what Nikki is doing is she has a history of publicly and financially supporting sexual predators while crying about misogyny and attacking victims of violence. Yes. So for me, we do not get to move the goalpost. My question is: she's done a lot of heinous things, and you're still applauding her ability to sonically sound good, speaking, doing spoken word. What would it take for you to be put off by her? Is my question. For Nikki to have one of these girls chained up in her basement, and <laughs> like again, I again as someone who's on the outside, because I look at it as if this was my brother, Latasha. If that was Daniel, and we know the things that they are being accused of, X, Y, and Z. It's just like, oh, you are stuck in such a rock in a hard place. Like that's her husband. You didn't that's have her to brother. respond. Yeah. Okay. So then you're gonna sit, and again, it's it's all about Beyonce fanfare. does it every day. It's Beyonce does it every fanfare. day. It's all about X, Y. Well, Beyonce responds differently. Carrie Hilson ain't worked in 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nikki ain't got that power. Nikki don't have that. I That's, don't believe. Nikki I, I has disagree. That power. I I disagree because Nikki's already used that power on people that have but later come also, out. So I completely disagree on that one. But also, again, Nikki is a rapper. Hip hop beef is a little different than R and B beef. Like, I have to respond on wax. I got to get in the booth, and I have to respond. I just think it wasn't really that clever. Like, I mean, you like you talking about I got shot. Like, everybody fucking knows that girl. Like, it was a whole thing. He's in jail now. I think think the bars on the floor with Nikki, I think the the arguments that I keep hearing like this, 
they're applauding laziness. Like the things they're applauding to me are not captivating. They're not, because I'm the kind of person where if you are a horrible person, you do something clever. I, I'd be like, damn, that was clever. Nothing I saw this weekend was even mildly clever to me. It was all cheap and dirty and lazy. It was a couple of things. If you listen to, because I had listened to acapella, because when you listen to the music, you kind no, of- No, no, I read her tweets because literally what you're talking about were, th- were tweets that she made during her rant and then she repeated them on the, on the thing. So again, you're not even being clever. You're, you're recycling your own shit. Yeah, from 48 hours said, earlier. And she said, now look, I took it easy. I'm just playing with you on this one. That She literally says that in it. I'm just playing. She listed it. Most people are taken from it. Oh, she talked about Nikki being shot. She talked about men that Megan has allegedly slept with. She is. She said a lot of shit in that disc. If people would just listen, that's why I'm glad she put the acapella we, we, out. We listen. We just, we just, we just think it's lame. You said you listen to the first sixty seconds. It's a whole three. I long. read the seventy-two hours of tweets. I don't need to have a PhD in Nicki Minaj to know that I think she's uh, a disgusting human being. I'm gonna uh, let Lulu talk. Lulu, give your opinion real quick, because I don't want to keep. I don't want this to be. Because I think what Nikki's done has, is so reprehensible. I don't want us to keep on giving her accolades. I think the audience has heard your, your standpoint. And I'm, and I'm not upset with Jeffrey. I am upset with the fact that we're so comfortable letting someone be this disgusting and using hip hop as an excuse. I do have an issue with that. Go ahead, Lulu. I think that I, I didn't really think she was clever. Like that's really more of the issue than anything else. Like if you are going to be, you know, doing diss tracks and all that kind of stuff. Great. It's entertainment. They're literally entertainers. That's what they're supposed to do. But it just didn't, it wasn't clever. It wasn't funny. It wasn't anything. I was just like, okay. So like, that's, I think more my issue. If she was being disgusting and it had been clever, funny or something, this would be a different conversation. She would be disgusting, but at least maybe she did a good job. But I just didn't think like, I feel like coming after somebody's dead mom, I wasn't even as mad about the, her talking about being shot or even being called Bigfoot, like whatever. Sure. But like her talking about her dead mother, I feel like is is a little bit OD. And you uh, to what Blue was saying about misogyny and like you you literally are protecting two people who assault women. Yep. But saying you can't <laughs> to my family, but you literally watched your husband ruin the lives of everybody else's family. I think it's bullshit. I'm sorry. I think that logic is stupid. I think the logic is lame. It it doesn't compute for me. Um, there's nothing that Megan has done and, and, and that I've seen do that even touches what Nikki's done as far as being a menace, like in a really heinous way. And the thing is too, if Nikki was a man, I think we'd be holding her more accountable. I don't think so. I think it would be different. Cause also I think when, uh, and again, I just, I look at a lot of previous hip hop beats when Jay-Z and Nas was, you know, going at it back and forth. They both come back, come out and said that they, they regret it. They both grown up. Yeah. And said yeah years later, it. but at the time we let them battle out. Nikki is like, 41. Oh, oh, oh. Nikki is 41. Nikki is 41. I'm going to keep repeating that. Two young men. She's 41 and she has been, and this is not my opinion, Uh but she is being, since uh, the release of, uh, what's the last, uh, Pink Friday 2 has come out. She is being listed as one of the best current rappers. So Exactly. That's why this is disgusting. Nikki is looking at it as a rapper's point, not an age point. When Nikki came out, she literally attacked Little Kim for doing the very thing that she's doing. And the problem is because all Lil Kim's replies, responses were worse than how y'all feel about Bigfoot. They were trash. Okay, so and this I is how accountability works, right? So, so, so what's era. happening right now is deflection. If you say something is disgusting, you don't get to use somebody else's actions to be a hypocrite later, right? Like, again, I'm staying it on Nikki. Nikki has literally spent most of her career complaining about little Kim's actions only to turn around and replicate them tenfold. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It doesn't matter what Nick, what little Kim did. You're a hypocrite. You don't need somebody else to be a hypocrite. You just need to not listen to your own integrity and your own rules of engagement, right? If you say, I don't like people who cheat, and then you cheat on everybody, you don't get to tell me that he didn't hug you on Tuesday and that's the reason you cheated. You're still a, a hypocrite. And so this moving up the goalpost, the desire to keep making excuses for her behavior concerns me. It concerns me. It really, really does. I think... As a, on a human level, the fact that the bar is this low just because she's talented, I am concerned for our community and I'm concerned for the people who are okay with it. Oh, I really, really no. am. I'm not just now being a big concern for our community and everything. This is <laughs> this is just today's problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been con- so I'm with you on that. I've but it's been a long time coming. I mean, it's just again, I I'm just looking at the the songs that have come out and I'm just like I I'm not mad at Nikki. I like his. I like, um, you know, Megan. So you wouldn't be mad at Nikki unless she assaulted somebody herself directly. That that was your answer? What would it take? For Nikki to be on board. No, I'm disgusted by her. You're you're not as disgusted, clearly. You said you're not mad at her. You said that repeatedly. Oh, well. You're saying, and when I asked you, what would it take for you to be mad at her? Because I really want to know what that line is. Like, I'm really, I, I really have disdain and a lot of confusion around what that line is for people who are still not there yet with her, despite how much she's showing her ass. Because I again, I just understand where she's like, this is my fucking husband. I gotta, I've gotta protect my husband. This is my mm-hmm. family. This is my blood. I've gotta protect them. You know, because nobody, even though we all know in the back of our minds, you know, Nikki, your husband is X, Y, and Z. That was not a thing. That was not the conversation until Megan just made it. Now the conversation again. You know, since um, I feel like it's been like that's two, not three true. Years. That's, I feel like it's been two. It's been about no. People two bring years it up all the time. That's not true. People bring it up constantly. No, but now it's like. Your grandma is also talking about it. Everybody talking about it. Like it's like everybody because Megan, Megan hit it. <laughs> she hit that spot. Yeah, that no, spot. I, I don't think people ever stop talking about Kenneth Petty. You cannot go on Twitter and see Nikki get mad at Cardi or anybody without them asking, "Hey, do you still um, sleep with that sexual offender?" I've never seen them stop talking about it. To be honest, Megan didn't highlight like it's it's constantly been talked about. The reason that people are talking about Megan is the cleverness of saying Megan's law. But Kenneth Petty being that was great, uh, by the way, Megan. Yeah, Kenneth amazing. Petty being a uh, um. A, pred- a sexual predator who's been convicted has actually never stopped being a topic in, in the social guidegeist. Lulu, what do you think about people's aversion to still being discussed, like people who refuse to be discussed by her 
even now? Because I really do want to, I, I, I really am trying to understand where, like where people are dead on the inside on this topic, because it is a numbing of sensibility to, to see this and still feel nothing. And it's, and it's a lot of people right there. I have people who I respect, who I've watched liking Nikki's post. And I'm like, Ooh, that just tells me a lot about what your maturity is emotionally right now. What was your question? Like, what do you, what do I think? Why do I think about, about are... the, about the people who are reticent to be disgusted by Nikki's antics even now? Me. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, actually, I don't mean you. I'm that's not that's where it sounded like it was going towards. <laughs> no, I'm not passive-aggressive. I can say it to your face. I've said plenty of things to your face. I'm literally talking about every single person who I know and trust who I'm dismayed are still making excuses for her. I think that I kind of feel like, you know, it, it goes back to people not being used to being punched in the face for talking shit. Like, we're just so, like, in, a, in an era where people have these computers and laptops and phones, and they just literally will say whatever the fuck they want. I remember, you know, back when Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock and I was like, you gonna sit up here and talk shit about my wife to my face and I fucking slapped you. So like people are just not used to having like that kind of turnaround on saying things and having repercussions immediately. And so I think that, so now that we're in this era where everybody can say whatever they want on the computer, nobody thinks about like, this. Is, these are people's real lives. Like these are things that they're actually going through. Like th- actual these things are like, actually- yeah. actually hurtful so i feel like bringing up megan's dead mother who didn't do shit to anybody is different than her just saying your nigga is a convicted sex offender which is true it's not like she said oh he's stupid oh he dumb blah, blah, blah. no he actually was convicted of being a sex offender so that's just like you're saying like yeah he got on a black shirt his shirt is black he, he's wearing a black shirt like it's the same thing like uh, she brought it up but it's not a lie it's not like an opinion like <laughs> my thing is if, really I, if, I, if, I cho- if I chose to marry a sexual predator I would not think that people get to pull the you can't mention that card on me and I get to bring up something that has no victims like you know what I mean like I, I just think that argument is so unintelligent that you are with somebody who has literally ruined people's lives violated their bodies raped people you have actively worked towards ruining people's lives and bribing them to not tell the court what he did to them and you think that's that's something that's equitable to somebody who's lost her mother as a child. Like to me, anybody who thinks that's equitable to me, there's something so disgusting about that. I can't, I can't, I can't act like they're the same thing. I'm sorry. I really can't. And Jeffrey, if you feel attacked, I apologize. I'm just disgusted. Like I, I, it's not you. As somebody who does this work and who understands that this is not just internet fodder and it's real people's lives, I can't excuse this. I can't. The humanity, I mean, it can excuse it. And also, as somebody in her early 40s, I can't imagine seeing a young girl who lost her mother who's been bullied by men in the rap game. And I've been in the rap game crying. I cry every time the Grammys won't even acknowledge me. So I personally understand how fucked up it has been to my mental to the point where I'm taking perks and mollies and coke to deal with it. I've been fucked up about this for 15 years. Well, she sang about it, but fine, allegedly. I've been messed up about this for 15 years and get angry every time a man doesn't say, God bless you when I sneeze. And I'm seeing this girl who's been orphaned and bullied publicly and I'm making fun of her dead mother and her assault because she mentioned that I'm with a nigga who hurts people's lives. I don't think they're equitable, guys. Like, I'm so sorry. I cannot be unbiased on this just because it, it feels inhumane. It's evil. It's dark-sided. I mean, again, I, again, I am not on team... Uh, Nikki's husband, team Nikki's brother. You don't, but, but Nikki but has funded question, both of them, though. We don't need to separate is, though, My question is Megan released Hiss. 
is Nikki supposed to just, okay, I'll take it. I'm not going to say anything. Pink Friday tour on sale. Is that yes, what she's an, supposed an, to do as a An as adult a could do that. If I'm on the wrong side of history, here's the thing about circumstances, right? If you choose to be with someone who has caused harm, you have to eat shit a little bit. Wrap aside just being a fucking adult. And so my thing is, Jeffrey, if you were dating a convicted rapist, there's some shit you have to shut the fuck up about. You don't get to run your mouth and be with a convicted rapist. There's a price to that. And I think the problem is Nikki is making disgusting choices and refusing to pay the price. So the answer is absolutely the fuck yes. You don't get to be wrong and loud at the same time. What's that old saying? Um, strong and wrong, loud and wrong. Loud, loud and wrong. <laughs> you got to pick one. You got to fucking pick one. You don't get to be that wrong and that loud at the same time, especially at 40 fucking one to a 28 year old. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, it's gross. Speaking of gross. Let's do a quick pivot. Now there are people. Hold on. Before we go, I was going to say, the only thing I'm also be mad at Nikki about, uh, because also remember her and Megan, they did Hot Girl Summer a couple years ago. You know, we Mm -hmm. saw the videos, the photos. um, And when you're that celebrity, a lot of times celebrities tend to bond with other celebrities because, you know, trust factor of outside people. We don't know what that short-term bond of friendship was like. Because one thing, again, going back to uh, Nikki's Bigfoot track, she was saying, like, you know, I know a lot of shit about you. Who knows the things that Megan shared? She said, I know a lot of shit that you have lied to the public about. Who knows what she has shared? She's like, I'm, again, at this point, she's like, I'm not saying anything yet. So my thing is, it's just like, we saying all of this because we know blatantly what Nikki has lied about. But what is it that she's claiming Megan lied about? Now, if there's it's just nothing some, that Megan could some, say to me that would make it. bullshit that's like, oh, she's lying about some surgeries or something like that. Then I'm like, okay, shut up. But... I mean, I'm I'm kind of waiting for part two to see what happens. Unless Megan literally took the gun and shot herself and framed Tory Lanez, it's I, fucking irrelevant. What? Listen, she what if we she, find she, she, we she know, I, mean, I agree. I agree. I'm with not that. doing that I, on the show. That's irresponsible. I'm not doing that. That's irresponsible. Listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. It's irresponsible. I will say this: some of the things that she alluded to, because she did mention a couple of the alleged lies, she's already been caught lying about that. The things that she's saying that Megan said are actually things that she's liked that her her barbs have said about Megan on her on, about Cardi on the page. So she's literally taking old tweets of barbs that are talking shit about Cardi and attributing it to, to Megan. So she Nick has already been caught lying on that point, Jeffrey. I don't know if you know hey, that or not. Y'all continue stream his stream Bigfoot. <laughs> I actually know. I, I will not condone streaming Bigfoot, I, honestly. I can't. You can stream his, but I'm I'm never going to promote you streaming someone who funds the legal defenses of sexual predators. I can't, I can't do it. I'm not going to do the whole, this is like people who who act like, well, you know, we can't talk about Palestine or Israel because no, let's be keeping a fucking buck. One is wrong. And the other one's a song. What Nikki is doing is illegal, irreprehensible and wrong, right? Like you trying to be the funder to financially support men who go around sexually abusing women and children. It's not the same thing. And, and hip hop, that lazy excuse of hip hop is no longer going to work because hip hop was the excuse they used for R. Kelly. They've used hip hop as an excuse and that never ages well, guys. It doesn't age well. I think even hip hop, people are like, you know what? Hip hop is not an excuse to like be predatory towards women. And that's another thing too. A lot of the people who are saying that they support Nikki then turn around and get mad when a man does this. And so there's a lot of hypocrisy. This is the kindest way that I could call it out because Factually speaking, y'all on the wrong side of history. I'm going to just say that. Um, but as for Megan's law, though, for those who don't know, Megan's law is the law where um, 
if you have a, a sexual offender, you have to let people know, federally speaking, so that children can be safe. Um, it's named after a young girl, and I'm going to pull up her name because I want to make sure that I respect her family. Her name is Man Megan Ka Kanka. And there have been some people who are now upset with Megan, Megan the Stallion, for using Megan's law as a bar. So the argument has been, how dare you say Megan's law? The counter argument has been more people now are aware of Megan's law and its importance because of that bar. There are people who didn't know that law even existed, didn't know its name, didn't know Megan Kanka's story, who now are cognizant of it because of that bar. And then the counter argument to that is, okay, but Megan Kanka's family is now grieving and saying, how dare you? We're trying to see if we can sue you. Yeah, now, I'm going to say this. The way grief works is if I'm grieving, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. You mentioned my family, I'm going to sue you, even if it doesn't make any sense. So I don't think the family grieving and suing I think that's a neutral thing. I think I'm going to sue. If you mention my child who, who was murdered, I'm going to be upset and, and, and sue because that's an emotional output. So I don't want to even talk about the family because they're grieving and, and they're allowed to grieve how they want. But taking them out of it, how do you guys feel? Do you think it was wrong of Megan to mention Megan's law? No, I think it was clever. I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever too, but like I understand how the family, it could be triggering for the family Based on that picture, I feel like they don't even probably listen to Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lulu? <laughs> Jeffrey, uh, Lulu has taken your problematic crown. She's like, you don't know who, what a Megan Thee Stallion is. <laughs> you don't even know Thee Stallion. You don't even know Thee Stallion. Right, I agree with you on that. Like, it's a law, though. Like, I, I, it's a, it's a law. It's in the law books. It's available public information. So, yeah. What is the I suit? Mean, I think it's, you said her I name. I think it's it's, it's insensitive, it's, but it's not like there you I, go, it's yes. not illegal. Insensitive. <laughs> it's insensitive. Kind of like when they uh, did the the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix. Apparently, they did not tell the families of those victims that they were working yeah, that on that. And yeah. it's everywhere. So it's just the thing about you kind of going along with your because uh, the Megan, what's her last name again? Kanka, K and K that happened in what year? Oh, child, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was in front. Okay, so it, ha it happened years ago, mm -hmm. and so it's just a thing of you know, fast forward. Even though you know grief, you deal with it and process it differently. They were probably just sitting around having pizza, just a regular night, you know, not thinking about it. And now it's literally trending on trending. Twitter. So now you're thinking about your child again, just like those Jeffrey Dahmer victims going on with their life. You know, it's been X number of years since this happened. Oh, now this big Netflix world premiere it just brings up all this pain and, you know, everything again. So like you said, Latasha, insensitive, absolutely, but illegal, no. I actually like that analogy, Jeffrey, about the, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, because there are people who were surprised that I watched the De Jeffrey Dahmer documentary, but I always say, you guys, I worked in the news. You think I haven't seen shit by now? Like, I've done seen the underbelly. That ship has sailed as far as my mental health, as far as seeing some fucked up shit. And I watched it because I wanted to critique it intelligently i didn't want to just say i hate it i wanted i know that i was suited to watch it and actually see it and i will say nisi nash did an excellent job um but it wasn't sensitive to literally verbatim if you do a screenshot it went viral there was a screenshot of the victim's um a black sister in court having a meltdown and the scene that they actually shot it was like verbatim whoever did that scene you could tell that they watched that scene and recreated it so imagine the most devastating moment in your life spot on being recreated on Netflix for millions to see. That was insensitive. And it was still art, right? And I think to Jeffrey's point earlier, if this was just insensitivity and art, I would actually shut up. You know what I mean? If it was just that, I would actually shut up. I think it's because I know that Nikki is doing disgusting and heinous things in real life. Mm 
and it's not just art, which is why I'm having this visceral reaction about her still being applauded. You know what I mean? It'd be like if somebody was like everybody's favorite basketball player, but they assaulted your sister. I don't care that he's the next Michael Jordan. I don't care that he's the next LeBron James. He assaulted my sister. Fuck y'all. You know what I mean? And so it's tricky when you're talking about rap, which is supposed to be combative to your point earlier, which is supposed to be about beef. For those of you who don't know about the history of hip hop, hip hop came from inner city kids in the South Bronx, black and brown kids who did not have any money. And so they had to boast and manifest before manifest was a word, how they wish their lives were while talking about their struggles, trying to get out of poverty through slinging drugs. So rap has always been boastful. It's always been misogynistic. For those of you who say it wasn't hip hop, um, Trigger Hill Gang still had some misogynistic lyrics. Look it up. It's always been misogynistic. It's always been boastful. It's always been combative. Those things, I understand sport. And Lulu's going to do our first sports uh, breakdown. First today but despite the sport of hip-hop at a certain point and i think people like young thug and different and gunner are, are teaching us it becomes illegal guys it's not hip-hop anymore when the law's involved yeah, when they start using the you're going to jail you're going to jail the first the first public you know rap rap beef at least to my recollection was i forget the group name but um Roxanne Roxanne mm-hmm. and then Roxanne Shantae came you know and did her thing as well so but you know that 80s beef was a little different well, for those who don't understand there was a guy who was who was there was a girl from the Bronx named Roxanne Shantae and she was the only girl who was rapping with the boys this guy came up with this really misogynistic song about how he was gonna get some girl named Roxanne Roxanne to mm-hmm. suck his penis and all types of stuff so Roxanne Shantae right it was a nasty messed up it, it tells yeah. you how rape apologists were early in hip-hop right so Nikki and is like, in a long line of rape apologists she was she was like 15 when it happened. She's young. She's young. Yes. So he's talking about basically raping a, a young girl. So Nikki being a rape, rape apologist is hip hop, unfortunately. It's illegal, but it's also hip hop. Yeah. To Jeffrey's point. I just but, to but what I was, I was gonna say this Roxanne Shante, though, at 15, she went straight to the mic and bit back at him. And it's such a great job that we applauded. You see how that happened? Yeah. Nobody had any goons committing at the club. Nobody and- was trying to rape nobody. We handled it in the studio. That's my point. Like, I just want, again, even though, you know, people are finding the the lyrics disgusting, I just want them to just, just stay on the record doing it. Like, let's not make this, you know, we don't need 1997 all over again. Like, 1997? We don't we don't need Nicki Minaj's last 10 years, friend. <laughs> I'm talking about Biggie and Pac. Oh, I'm about to say. <laughs> we ain't got to go that about, far. Uh, talk about Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, we do not leave Las Vegas, although there's yeah. allegations about who was... Exactly. That. Hell, even as far as uh, Nikki and Cardi at the Met Gala, I just don't want to see no any women. I don't want to see anybody physically assaulting each other, getting each other's face. Just keep it on the records. You know, let the fans have their little side sides with it and everything. But I just want these two women to just, just, just. So this is actually the perfect segue to the next topic we had. I didn't know that Jeffrey was going to step in into so so perfectly. Um, in every situation that we mentioned about violence with women, it, Nikki has been at the center of it when it comes to hip hop. You just named a couple yourself, um, including the Met Gala. So at what point do you tell your friend that, that it's them? That's the next topic. At what point do you start to realize that every time shit goes left, it's that one friend who's always in the middle of it? Because you know Nikki must have friends. She knows. But, but no, no, but like that they're a bad person. Like they're doing oh. bad person things. Oh, At what point do you problem. tell your friend, hey, you're the problem? Yeah. I think Nikki, uh, I think Nikki knows. That's like in, uh, what's the damn, 
Oh, uh, say you make make me the bad guy. What song is no, that? No, no, no. That bad guy thing that Taylor Swift does is a is a passive aggressive thing where you not feel Taylor like Swift. Be... No, Nikki said it. No, Chun-Li. Ta- Chun-Li. no. Taylor Swift and Nikki have both done that where they've both been caught lying and said, "Okay, fine, I'll be the bad guy." Oh, it's, I it's, can't it's, tell it's you a shit. Taylor been doing. Yeah, there was snakes everywhere, so she's like, "I guess I'm a snake." Then the snake thing is is very much used when it comes to female beef. Instead of being catty, we're snaky. My question is though, if you had a friend who was pulling a Nikki who was not just talking crazy, but doing illegal things, allegedly, and trying to ruin people's lives, how would you, if ever, approach them? Or would you just mind your business and not invite them to dinner anymore? No, you got to tell them. You got real friends. You know who it is. Yeah, like, if they're a really close friend, I would definitely tell them. And I would just be like, hey, you move a real foul. And, like, that's it's you're messing up your karma, too. Honestly, like, bad stuff is going to start happening. When you treat people poorly, it really does come around. Like... You know, I don't always get it right and I'm not, I make mistakes all the time, but I don't have bad intentions, you know? So I, I would definitely say something, even if they wasn't like a super close friend, I might be like, look, it's just kind of whack, dude. <laughs> how about you, Jeffrey? How would you tell, uh, uh, if Nicki Minaj was one of your homegirls, how would you tell her that, hey, you on the wrong side of history, friend? I'm like, are you sure you want to send this <laughs> before you hit send? Are you sure <laughs> about that? Because this is going, listen... This is going to a dark place. Now, are you absolutely sure you stand you standing ten toes down for your convicted sex offending husband, you know, brother? You you know it's gonna Okay, child. <laughs> and how would you hold her accountable when she hits in anyways? At that that's once she hits in, that's not my job. Me to hold you accountable is to say, listen. Again, talk to you, tell you what you've done wrong, show you, like you said, how you are the problem, show you how it probably led up to someone responding coming at you this way and then when i leave if you still say you hit sin okay would you still be the friend of someone who was acting like this guys be honest uh i don't know i i i don't know i don't think so really you you, you would say like this is a line break for me yeah, I just been like, I don't like how you're you're existing, and like, I don't need Damn. that kind of what, bad what, 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 Wow, wow, wow. Okay, Lulu said your existence is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's accountability on steroids. Uh, okay, for that, I respect. <laughs> I don't want none of that close to me. Like, I, I you you need to go talk to somebody or like. Talk to the lady. I'll be, I'll be like, you. I need go to talk understand. to that lady. Friend, you got to understand, I'm not going to repost you in my story. Oh, <laughs> so you would be friends with them quietly, but just not tell nobody. I ain't going to even say quietly, because one thing I'm not, if I'm friends with you, I'm not quiet about being friends with you. Um, I, I would, again, like Blue, like you always say, I would really try to push for you to see the accountability factor. Um, but some people just don't ever believe that they are wrong. Some people, some people like being wrong, and so if your friend some like people being, like me wrong, yeah, because because I think what Nikki's doing is objectively called malice. Like it's not just her being insensitive; she's being malicious now. For me, malice is the line. So yeah. it's really simple. You can be flawed all day. I think this is something that all three of us have in common: is our capacity yeah. to love flawed people. We talked about this yeah. ad nauseum, right? So even though the work that I do makes me a little bit more stern with the way that I verbalize it, you guys know I I don't hug up on some bullshit and show, giving people some grace that they didn't, they didn't earn. However, once it becomes malicious, fuck my feelings. I got to be out. Yeah. Malice is, yeah, different. Yeah. And I I think what concerns me is people who are watching. Actually, Jeffrey, I think I know why this triggers me so much. The apathy to malice concerns me because that's the end of humanity to me. 
Mm. Once human beings are apathetic to malice, we're fucked. And I think the Nikki apologist to me represent the beginning of the end in that way. When someone can be that vaingloriously, that proudly, that cockily malicious, and it doesn't blip for us, something inside of us has died. I, I am yeah. I alone like really want to ask Nikki, how did you marry him knowing? Ooh. I mean, because that's because I'm gonna like, come up with a song about you called Big Hair. Big Bush. I said I don't mind Bigfoot. I don't mind it. But you know, she's gonna call you Big Bush, okay? <laughs> I, 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 I am just like, because I'm just like, was this something that was sprung on her after she said I do? Is she like, oh shit, now I'm in it? Or like, did she know? Yeah, she knew him know? since childhood. Did she, she know she, upon first yeah. date? <laughs> no, she's known him since childhood. He was a nigga from the block that she's known since she was a kid. And she knew that he had cases against him, but he told her them, them bitches wanted it and she believed them, just like her That's, brother. When he, when I just, yeah, there. I just, I, I'm curious to the, especially, specifically the, the husband versus the brother. That's blood. You know, who knows how close their bond was growing up and everything like that. Blood, that's something where I feel like people sometimes tend to overlook things. But he sodomized her stepdaughter, and Nikki said the girl was fast. So she didn't even not believe the brother. She believed the brother did it, too. Because why you bring up she fast unless you believe it? Are y'all seeing this? Call a little. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, So you're doing a thumbs up. Calling little girls fast, like, makes me so mad. Like, it it pisses me off so much. Like, it's crazy. Your brother brother anally raped a 12-year-old, his 12-year-old stepdaughter, and your response was, she was fast. She doesn't even know what she's doing. She don't know. That's gross. That's really gross. At a certain point, you you gotta be careful. Knowing these things about that, that man, like, how did she, not like Meek Mill was the greatest, you know, choice for her, but. Meek Mill, it looks like Prince Charming compared to this nigga. I'm that's sorry. What I'm how did you get yeah. as far as saying I do without, like, I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I mean, I, he's, he's a goon for hire. She likes having bitches as her sons. She likes having people who were goon on her behalf. There was a young lady who was blackfishing. You guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was blackfishing. That was my favorite blackfish. No, not right. Mean, <laughs> the fact that you have a favorite blackfisher, Jeffrey. <laughs> Let him use you, Jeffrey. We're gonna pray over Jeffrey. So we're gonna have an intervention episode where he comes to the studio, and it's just a therapist. It's just a therapist, and Jeffrey. <laughs> Ooh, that girl was uh, my favorite stories from probably I think it was at least in the last decade, child. Uh, Rachel Dolezal, and if y'all remember V. Stiviano. No, I don't, and I and I don't want to know. I'm, now see, I got- I don't yeah. wait. <laughs> God's doing intervention. Every time Jeffrey says something wild, they throw a balloon. If, for those of you who are watching the episode, right. uh, tomato, I think that's some of the views of Jeffrey Smith Jr. and they're like, hey, let's add some levity. But there was a girl who was in tr- 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 trouble for black fishing. Black women stood up and said, hey, we're really uncomfortable with what she's doing, X, Y, and Z. Nikki got on live with the white girl and told all the black girls to kiss her ass. I missed that one. So there's a history of always caping for the person who's wrong. That concerns me with her. Like she likes being a bad person. See, and I just like her on music. I don't. Mm, I love her music. Me. You guys, that's what's killing me. I just started listening to Pink Friday too. And was like, maybe she's evolved. Like I literally. Not from Pink Friday too. <laughs> I, re- I, re- I literally keep trying to reconcile with her being so ridiculously talented and such a bad person. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Look at Jeffrey. Jeffrey, are you okay? No, because I really, I, honestly, again, because I don't know this woman personally. I don't know anything about her other than what's reported and what's tweeted. I don't know. I don't know Harvey Weinstein personally, but I'm very right. comfortable with my views on him. But that's why, like, whether it's in favor of her or against her, I just only take Nikki for the records that I like, and it just it saddens me to just. No, because again, when she first got married, again, I'm not in Nikki's life. I honestly didn't pay attention to any of the details about her husband until, mm-hmm. um, God, who was it that I forgot what it was that really brought it to the forefront? And you couldn't help but know, oh, this man is a sex offender. And mm-hmm. so that's when I'm like, damn, Nikki, how you marry him? Because I'm just listening to the music and I like the music, so I don't know what's going on in your personal life. And then she got pregnant and all this and that. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to enjoy Nicki Minaj on music. All the personal shit is, it saddens me. Do you still listen to R. Kelly? I, I do Uh-oh. not listen to R. Kelly <laughs> in its entirety. Lord. Okay, friend. Okay, okay. My, so my, here's, here's okay. The, here's do you want to continue? We can abort mission if you want, friend. I refuse to stream R. Kelly. Uh-huh. But there are certain sites where he does not get any revenue <laughs> And the music, it's like two songs that every night, and I don't listen to R. Kelly every day. I'm, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Child, y'all gonna hate you me. You are outside. from Chicago, so it's extra hard for you. Yeah, but I, I don't play, like, I don't sit back and have R. Kelly days where I'm listening to his body of work. Well, nigga, nobody said we're gonna have an R. Kelly party. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing I, that. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't set you up like that. It's R. Kelly oh. day. Yeah, I don't, but I, I don't. I, I will say probably like a, twice a year. I have what, are probably, the, what are the two songs? Uh, the greatest sex <laughs> from wow. TV2. I'm not gonna say listen to it, but if you know it, then you remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, the greatest sex, and um, I don't mean it. So here's the thing: R. Kelly was my favorite music to play when I was cleaning the house up until you know yeah. all the things happened. I understand somebody where Nicki Minaj is a rapper who sometimes does questionable pop music to cross over. R. Kelly was a mega producer who touched every single person who did anything we liked as black people for 30 years. So I understand those who don't listen to him because I don't listen to him, right? And I also recognize it's tricky to avoid him. There's some songs we didn't even know he wrote. I'm like, damn, you know, I fly to. I can't watch Disney movies. Like he's so permeated into the zeitgeist. It's tricky and yet the effort is appreciated, right? Well, Nikki, all you gotta do is just skip anything that has raw, 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 like a Dunkin' Dragon, and, and it's <laughs> like it's very easy to avoid. You just, you just don't gotta play Nikki. That's it. it is, yeah, you just don't gotta play Nikki, Nikki, and you're fine. By, yeah, where well, Kelly, he could have produced, wrote, child, screenshot. And it's <laughs> from Chicago. It's extra hard. So I, so I'm not an R. Kelly apologist. I do not listen to R. Kelly, but I can imagine that for, for Chicago folks who they saw him driving to the school. No, the, Blue, the girls. Is, I'm, I'm going to accept wrongdoing. Regardless of being from Chicago, it is not right to be playing R. Right. Kelly. It's not right. And I accept my wrongdoing. And I will say from today moving forward, I will not be playing R. Kelly. So I will take. <laughs> oh my I will, God. No, because there is no excuse. R. Kelly is convicted and like we've seen the documentary. There just like Kev- no, Kevin Petty. I'm just going to say he's convicted as well. There is no excuse. So I will not be playing R. Kelly anymore. Well, Je- Jeffy, songs... I wasn't, wasn't going to push you for that. So, that, wow. What makes no, you say I'm, that? Because no, I'll take accountability. Listen, I will apologize. <laughs> to the audience, I apologize. I and ser- Sincerely, even though it's a smile on my face, I sincerely apologize. Oh, Jeffrey. Lula, what do you think about what Jeffrey said? I was not expecting that. <laughs> he's one of 
to apologize for R. Kelly, but Nikki, he's like, <laughs> Ooh, okay, you see how your friend chose violence? I said, oh, look what you think. He apologized for R. Kelly. Fuck bad boy and fuck Lutasha too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know it's bad when Lulu's like, nah, nigga, that's only half of it. What about the other bitch? <laughs> Honestly, I was, I was, I'm not going to say who I DM'd this, but somebody in the industry, I DM'd them like, yo, friend, um, as a journalist, I, if somebody just interviewed me, I could just hand over documents from Nikki stories that I've worked on and it would get tricky, right? Like all the documents that to like make her look bad are public record, right? And so I'm nervous that if somebody like Dream Hampton gets some free time on her hands, I could easily see a surviving Roman documentary. Who is Dream Hampton? Dream Hampton is the one behind Surviving R. Kelly. Oh. She worked she worked at Vibe. I had a lot of friends who worked at Vibe at the time. She's very lovely. We saw her just looking at the bongos um last um happy hour a couple months ago when, when just had that thing um at Soho House. And Dream okay. Hampton is a legendary documentarian. She's worked with Jay-Z and Rock Nation. She's deep into hip hop. She's a, a girl from Vibe days back in the day, along with Bevy Smith and them. Goes way back. The OGs of hip hop know who Dream Hampton is, and we would not have surviving R. Kelly without Dream Hampton. That was her project, right? And so the same Dream Hampton who did Surviving R. Kelly could very easily do a Surviving Roman, where she puts up Remy, who talks about how Nikki was literally telling promoters, if Remy or any other women are going to be on this show, I'm not going to headline. So now there's all these female rappers who can't pay their rent just because Nicki Minaj doesn't want them to breathe their air. She could easily talk to Cardi, who's been getting death threats and doxxed because of Nikki's fans. And Nikki is liking them, liking the post as they're saying, well, outside Cardi's like place, you're looking for her. You know what I mean? So there are so many things that Nikki has done that are illegal, that are public knowledge. All it would take is the right documentarian to find some free time. And that's why I keep on telling my friends who are standing for her and or not speaking out against her to be very, very careful because if someone who's been in this game for a while... This is not going to age well, guys. We're, we're on Gen Alpha now. What comes with the Alpha Beta? By the time Gen Beta is born. <laughs> Wait, that's what they are? Gen Alpha? I think we're on Alphas now, yeah. Starting in what year? Child, look it up. You have a phone? <laughs> I'm already executive producing and running the show, child. Do something. Help, you help me. You spit it out like you, like you had that knowledge <laughs> on you. Look at but I, but, <laughs> I love when Kutasha laughs. She's like, bitch, you are going to lie. But Gen Alpha, I think that's what they're called. Imagine by the time their little brothers are born, anybody who is not saying that Nikki's disgusting, we're going to all look bad. I'm always thinking about the, the James Baldwin effect, right? James Baldwin said things in the 60s that in 2024 still age well. He had a way of boiling things down to their basic human content, and that's why all his material has aged so well. And so a lot of times when it's trending to like be a, a complicit or an apologist, I'm like, no, nah, it's not going to age well. Did you guys look it up? What generation is it? I did. Generation Alpha, it says 2010 through 2024. So if any of us had skipped birth control, Lula, <laughs> Lulu, uh, that would have been our babies. <laughs> yeah, Jet, we're on Gen Alpha now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really, really tricky. Speaking of women behaving badly, I did not expect that to be the theme of this episode, but something happened that I found, <laughs> found out about recently. Can you guys look up the age of Dre and Michelle from Basketball Wives? The reason why I'm bringing up Dre, Dre and Michelle is former Basketball Wives uh, star and swimsuit designer and resident OG baddie, Drea Michelle. How, how old is she, love? She is currently 39 years old. She just okay. turned 39 um, on the 20th, last week. Okay. So they've been calling her 40. They just rounded up. 39-year-old Drea Michelle has like a 21-year-old son and is now being called a predator because she's allegedly pregnant by 21-year-old NBA player Jalen Green. Now, this you is really... See, right? Hmm? 
Is he Gen yes. Z? Or is, yeah, he's Gen Z. So what do we think? Because we were just talking about R. Kelly. R. Kelly having sex with and potentially impregnating a woman half his age who's frontal, who barely is old enough to drink. We would have been like, ill, 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 right? We always know it's kind of icky when men do this. But what do we think about this new crop of baddies who are being cougars in a predatory way and going to scouts? They're scouting, like people who work in sports, who are scouting young men in the NBA and the NFL, whatever other sports are popping at the moment, and trying to basically get knocked up by them for a check. Do we think it's predatory when these baddies do this to these technically legal but very, very green young men who have huge NBA and NFL contracts on the horizon? What's the uh, player's name that she... Jalen Green. Jalen Green. I think that it is predatory, honestly. Expound a little. I think that it's okay to date younger. Like, I think that, you know, millennials, I think I'm a millennial. Um, Since we are looking younger and we're old, we haven't found somebody. I don't think that there's anything wrong with dating younger, but dating somebody who's the same age as your son is a little icky to me. Like, that's a little too far, in my opinion. Like, it'd be one thing if she didn't know, but I'm sure she did. And I think they are going younger because they're easier targets. The same reason why men do it. Exactly. I think it is. I think your age difference. Yeah. Your kid and and the man that you're allegedly knocked up by being the same age. If this was a guy, we wouldn't even pause to call it predatory. We wouldn't even pause. Yeah. That's a little gross. What do you think, Jeffrey? I feel like... Sorry, go ahead, Lula, that you're done. Well, I was just going to say that I was like, because I've dated, I've dated guys who are younger than I am and older. I, I'm still dating guys <laughs> who are younger, child. I don't want to be a hypocrite now. So, so I think that I feel like 10, 15, I think you should cap it at like 15 years. I feel like younger or older, in my opinion, because I think it starts to get a little icky after that, in my opinion. I think, I think if you're under 45, anything more than 10 gets tricky. Because now you're like, is your brain even done forming yet? Like, what's happening, friend? Like, <laughs> I have a 10-year cap where if you're more than 10 years younger than me, at that point, even if I, I feel predatory. Because now, um, now I'm your mama. Like, this, I feel, I, I could have birthed you had I not used birth control at 13. I have high school friends who have kids your age who did not use protection. Shout out to my friend Ebony. She's been in the bar. My homegirl Ebony got pregnant at 13. If she could have been your mama, you are too young for me, right? And a 21-year-old... That's, with a big old bag of money, he is prime for the picking, guys. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I think her getting pregnant now, if this was their first time sleeping together and it was a oopsie, that's one thing, but some tell me it probably wasn't. Um, her getting pregnant, that's where I'm going to like falter on, but like the initial kind of going out with him or something, I am only, because I'm speaking from personal experience where I've had two people lie to me about their age thank god they were over the you know legal age in real life but they lied and said they were older and i found out they were younger i'm gonna try to give her a benefit of doubt on meeting him she might not have known how old he is jeffrey i'm gonna give you some grace you are not a career baddie who bags rich niggas for a living and and because these are celebrities who are worth tens and hundreds of millions of dollars you're not being lied to everybody's age is googleable so That's, everything that you said doesn't apply to Drea at all. Drea only dates that nigga. People who could be considered that nigga, she only dates the niggas with the bag. And the people that she's dating are worth hundreds of millions in its public knowledge, including their age. I, 
again, I get pregnant by him. I think, well, okay, same age as my son. That's interesting. Um, I just think it's something that's always said about women. I don't know. Let her be a cougar. Like, because I do also feel like men get away with age differences. It's because his age is 21 versus if it was an 18-year age difference of him being 30 and her being 48, it would be seen differently. But he would it is different than thirty. It would be the same age as her son. But but the, so. the question is about predatory, which, which is grooming. So the age, the, the actual age, only applies for the predatory thing. Like if you're thirty, nobody's calling well, predatory. Him being twenty one is why the predatory conversations have been happening. But doesn't grooming? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Grooming would mean she had been kind of like watching him since you know before he got drafted, and you know no grooming means that you mind. see a young person with lowered capabilities whose brain hasn't fully congealed yet and you know that they're green at life and you use the inequitable power structure to groom them to be have control over them because they're not your equal and you know it yeah because like think about when you were 21 years old and like trying to date a 40 year old you don't even have the life I knowledge was, I 40 you, were, you don't even have you exactly, exactly, but you don't even have knowledge about life just to make an informed decision about literally any fucking thing. Yeah. And to me, the reason why it's so gross is because her son is is the same age. So it's like you know how dumb these niggas are because you have one. <laughs> you, you have one. Lives in your house. You know, you know how he acts. And you would really still be willing to even if she was just fucking around with his ass and was just like, ah, the nigga did good, you know, whatever. Like, but it, to get pregnant by him, get pregnant by him to me feels very predatory. Was it reports me. of them like hanging out and dating before the pregnancy popped up, or did it just all of a sudden pop up? She's pregnant by him. She popped up in overalls looking real uh bloated at his game. And, and they were like, child, it was a it was a Halle Bailey moment. Like maybe <laughs> <laughs> you, you eat a taco? What's, what's in there? Because that's where, again, I'm kind of just like, this is all new information to me because I don't keep up with Dre and I'm I'm not a sports person. So I had no idea who, who Jalen is either. Um, so that's why I'm just like, did she get pregnant on like, oh, we just met, hung out this night and oh, I'm pregnant. Or have they been hanging out for a while and people have been saying, hey, Dre, you're with this guy who's the same age as your child for like months and months and months. Oh, and now you're pregnant. Like, I think her track record matters too. Yeah, I think her track record. But I saw a post where they were talking about the that he was the same age as her son, and I was like, if she just here, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I think that that's different than trapping somebody with a child for eighteen plus years with who's worth three hundred million dollars, guys. But He's I do worth wonder three hundred million dollars. To Lutasha's point, I do wonder if she was just like, oh, I'm here for a good time, maybe taking birth control, who knows? And this was a an accident that happened or she's 39 like she you knows said, how, not, how to not be pregnant she knows how to not be pregnant or, or again is it like blue said like she knows what this nigga is worth she said hey i'm just that's exactly why. that's predatory that's that is the predatory part he's a child that's a, that's a your yeah. child's age with a bunch of money you got knocked up Ooh, okay man look at this check for the next 20 years that's, that's that's the part they're calling predatory like you're taking advantage of someone who was the same age as your child and you're doing it knowing that they have not fully even developed into a man yet if he was 30 nobody would be talking about predatory right a 30 year old with a 49 year old that's not grooming because that's a fucking adult a 21 year old who was probably 20 or 19 when you met him mm-hmm. at the same time as your son being 20 yeah that's just that's just you know you, you're you dealing with some predatory shit where you have to look up the dates for people's birthdays guys that's how you know you're dealing right. with some rape shit if <laughs> someone says exactly how old are you oh uh, he'll be 22 um in next week february 9th week mm-hmm. and a half two weeks like that. that has zero impact on anything i just said 
Oh, no, no, no. He's still, he's still a baby. <laughs> Zero impact. That's still, that's still a baby, champ. Yeah, um, I, 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 I get nervous because we talked about this before in the show, guys. We're quick to at least acknowledge to some degree when it's predatory towards women, but there's so many young black men who have been sexually assaulted and or groomed or and preyed upon, and we don't count it and we normalize it to the point where they think yeah. they chose it, even if they're not even smart enough to fucking choose it. If this was my son, I would beat her ass personally. Yeah, I would tell. I would definitely beat her ass. Jeffrey's sure. laughing. Me and Lulu would show up. Come outside. Yeah, we Come are going to hit you. We are, we're, we're definitely going to jump you. No, we're going to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey would be in the car in the driver's seat. Like you'd be in the getaway car, guys. Any crimes I'm committing, just look in the car. You're gonna see the Lulu or Jeffrey driving me. Yeah, that shit is foul. Like that's gross. But there's now a I whole like group of women who are doing that now, though. They're saying there's the oh Bernice my god, Bur- yeah. <laughs> so seriously, it's like Bernice Burgos, um, Lashante Heckard. Uh, now it's Dre and Michelle. Like a bunch of aging baddies like are Dre- not are getting knocked up by young things that they can groom who are stupid because they want to get a wet wet vagina with a big booty who all the niggas want. Who, mind you, this boy grew up seeing Dre on his wall. Yeah, but I feel like Dre is one is the most egregious because A, the other girls, their boyfriends are like at least 25. I don't think any of them are pregnant. Um, and Bernice, I feel like she don't she don't be getting pregnant. She was like, she has like a daughter. I think her daughters are like 25 or something like that. Sister, and she could, she definitely could. She definitely could be collecting baby daddies like Thanos. And I think that she just be like, I'm trying to get, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But I think Drea, especially if she's pregnant and getting her son's age is too much for, for me, too much for my gentle spirit. <laughs> well, speaking of sports, Lulu, we wanted, because we know that um, I was hearing rumblings of something that people were online were calling the nigga bowl, excuse me, to the white <laughs> and non-black <laughs> listeners. People were calling, I was like, what's the nigga bowl? Apparently... Uh, uh, Baltimore and Detroit were possibly going to be contenders to be against each other uh, at the Super Bowl. People were like, that's black as hell. <laughs> now, Lulu, I have not kept up with the Nick Bowl since then. Can you give us an update on what's happening in the NFL as our resident sports expert? <laughs> well, the Lions and the Ravens both lost. So oh, damn. There will be no Nigga Bowl, but that definitely would have been one because Detroit and Baltimore are definitely some black ass cities. I was at We're the Usher game in the middle yesterday. <laughs> We're Usher, yes. So, uh, but I, they lost yesterday. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm still hurt a little bit. So keep me in your thoughts and prayers during this troubling, trying time for me. Um, respect my privacy as I cry myself to sleep. So who but is going to be in the Super Bowl? Been, Have you decided yet how this works? Because you know me and Jeffrey Nine today. It's, it's going to be the Chiefs and um, Kansas City Chiefs. Team. Wait, did that- Kansas City Kansas win City. or play like last year or a year before or something? Ah, oh, shit. Does that mean Taylor Swift's going to be there? Huh? Does that mean Taylor Swift's going to be there with that Kelsey boy? Yes. The Chiefs oh, and the 49ers damn. are playing. Chiefs yeah. and the 49ers, Okay. Okay, so and it's Taylor be... Swift is annoying as hell too. She's so annoying. So Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey versus who? Uh, the 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers versus uh, Taylor Swift. That's that's how Correct. girl brain works for the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, God, God, that's annoying. Because you know, did we not predict this? Did okay? I I need a crystal ball that we have show up every time a prediction I make was right. Did I not say? Back in October, that I was concerned that Taylor Swift was going to try to upstage Usher on on his like his Super Bowl. I mentioned this on the show that I was worried that it was going to be the Taylor Swift Bowl featuring Usher. 
I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I'm so annoyed that actually panned I out. I don't even know, like, it's crazy to me because, like, she's, like, one of the least interesting people I've ever, like, you know, seen. And I'm like, why do why does everybody love her so much? Is it because she's white yes. and blonde? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. a fan. I mean, I ain't gonna say I'm not a fan. I just I don't. That's not my my music. That's not my genre. What she does, but the people say that she makes good music. She. I, I mean, I've been in Target. I've been in Target, and I've heard "Shake It Off" playing, and it is like that little catchy jingle with like when you go to a dentist office, you know, something like that. But her catalog, like it's I don't I can't name much about Taylor Swift. I grew up in the '80s in Boston, Massachusetts. If there was ever a black woman who was predisposed to yeah, embrace white, white shit <laughs> it is me <laughs> and uh, i can't believe, I, I didn't katie perry I've, I've jammed to katie perry no Love doubt katie perry. no matter how much Love time Gwen Stefani. Stefani. like i think that we come from a generation i think older millennials because we were on that cusp where music of all colors were still being blended into a blender before we all started segregating extra hard we are open to white music because it was a time where we had no fucking choice, right? And so the Gwen Stefani of it all, the Evanescence of it all, I'm taking it back to Evanescence, Evanescence child, okay? Yeah. The Katy Limp Perry Biscuit. of it all. Limp Biscuit of it all, right? <laughs> so like, I don't have an issue with white music. I'm not the, the Umar of music. There's a mediocrity to Taylor Swift that I can't unsee. I mean, the only Her, thing It's like that... pure, uncut white mediocrity. The only thing that I... <laughs> have come to say, you know what, Taylor, you get not a round, but a applause for me. She's encouraging people to get out there and vote. She is, and she's against Donald Trump. That is the one part where I'm like, if that's the bar, then we, we are we fucked. Keep her around. <laughs> she got if that is the fans. bar, you don't want the literal devil. For today, that is my bar for Taylor. For oh me, not God. just completely hating and rejecting Taylor Swift, the fact that she's, a, and she's not saying like, vote blue. The fact that she's encouraging people to get out there and vote, I'm sorry, that's the one thing I need these public figures to do. But you know what? One thing important. I will say, what I'll say about Taylor Swift, though, what I enjoy about her is how she will break up with a dude and make a whole song about him. <laughs> and make a diss track. I make a diss track. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift, I'm going to say it right now. Taylor Swift, even though I'm not a fan, makes better diss tracks than Nicki Minaj as of late. And she does. And I love it. And I I remember this one song. I don't remember what the name of it's called, but she had a line in there where she was like, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. And I really like understand that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's All talk. right. I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Do you know what, I, I Are you a the, cancer? Right. Are you a cancer? <laughs> Do you know what the disconnect is with Taylor Swift is? She she is the epitome of white womanhood, good and bad. Yeah. But yeah, is, I agree. Uh, and yeah. so if you, if and you also, if, did y'all see have y'all ever seen that commercial of her where she's like on the treadmill and she's singing and she fucking falls yeah on yeah. her face yeah oh my god that's so funny like and yeah. i like the, the fact that she was, is willing to laugh at herself and she was laugh willing to herself. get on live television and fall on her face that's in front still of very white womanhood i'm sorry because uh, uh, the world of carmen <laughs> diaz and jennifer what's her face i'm not negating yuck, that yuck. Look at me, I'm hot and blonde and I can laugh at myself like, oh, child. Yeah, I did, she is telling the people to vote. And that's just something that for me, I can say, I ain't going to play your music. I'm not going to the concert. I'm not going to the movie. But I ain't going to sit here and just shit on you because you're at least being Jeffrey, responsible. The fact that that's way. really all it takes at this point. like I'm Just really... a little bit of responsibility. Like if Nikki would have ended Bigfoot and said, y'all go vote, he might have been like, she won. 
Cheating on this wow. <laughs> wow, this show, this show, okay. I wouldn't see how much we're gonna go off the rails. We're being very responsible today. Um, oh, speaking, of, speaking of problematic women, since that's what we're talking about, you there know, one, but go of, ahead. Outside of the Nicki Minaj and um Megan Thee Stallion beef, you know what my favorite little beef was? It was only involving one woman. This past weekend, did you see Justin Timberlake release his new song Selfish and Britney Spears? Britney is not problematic. We are team Britney, Britney Spears here. fans. <laughs> <laughs> they made her song also titled Selfish from 13 or so years ago number one just to knock Justin out I love it this is a I pro Britney podcast yes. Britney, it is pro Britney. Britney Spears is that's the white woman that we do stand that, for that was my favorite beef of the weekend because that shit she, was so funny she issued an apology to just, she felt because she Britney's did, so yeah, sensitive yeah. What yeah. Britney said, because I Google her that's son. Her, that's her right through 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 jealousy. Yeah, she was she was like, okay, I'm sorry for anybody I hurt in my book, even though he told me to abort our baby. And Justin, I like your song Selfish. I was like, oh Brittany, go sit down. It's okay, baby. <laughs> Brittany Jean, she was born December 2nd. That is Oh, a, she's a sad. That's why she's a little ticky ticky boom. It's not just we have everything to lose and still risk it. Uh, but but Jeffrey, to your point, speaking of there's two uh uh no three actually women behaving badly. This whole episode is about us chin checking women who, who got us confused. Um there's a mini beef happening that nobody cares about except for maybe uh Annie fans. I Spice apparently is mad oh, at Lotto. Yeah, and Lotto. And has a song called Fart, because you think you're the shit, but you're just a fart. No, you think you're the shit, you're not even a fart. It's very bad. It's very bad. Um, what are they? I, what are they mad at each other about? Well, apparently, because, well, people are speculating because because I Spice is Team Nikki, and Lotto is anti Nikki. That is just a random thing that popped up, and you know that song that she had with Cardi that went viral. Ripped me out the plastic. I've been acting brand new. Yeah. yeah, the song is called on the floor. So in one part of the song, I Spice says, "Bitch, you on the floor? Get up! What's wrong with you?" I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I'm like, Lotto. girl. I'm sorry. I'm team. I'm love I'm team Lotto Cardi since, and Lotto in this in this respect. Since Lotto's came out, I've always been like, this girl is out here doing it. Y'all giving me I these ice spices. Yeah, y'all giving ice spice and some of these other girls giving half the energy. Lotto been out here. What that girl I call I Spice um, OnlyFans Annie is what I call I, I Spice. What that girl? Y'all remember that video, that social media video, that that uh, the um, albino girl with the glasses? She's kind of cross-eyed. She looks like she had the dream that she looked like Lotto and met her. Yeah, and Lotto. Yeah, that when Annie and not Annie, what's the girl named I Spice? Same thing. When I Spice came out there, I was like, "Did Lotto bitch fuck y'all look like you?" That's all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is. I think we like people who, aside from the hoopla, actually have talent. Yeah. That's why the Nikki thing broke my heart because she's a horrible person. I will say that to the camera and you guys know how I am. If I ever saw her, I would still say that to her face. Um, touch me and I'm suing you. Uh, I think Nikki's a bad person. Okay. Um, but she's amazingly talented. R. Kelly, bad person. Amazingly talented. Lotto, lovely person. Amazingly talented. I Spice, only fans Annie. I couldn't find talent. But you think you're the shit. You're not. You're not even a fart. I can't. Can't. I can't do it, y'all. I can't. I, I love the girls. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hickory dickory. I feel like Gracie's Corner, that kid show, has better raps than Nice Spice. Um, <laughs> the the last woman behaving badly that I want to talk about is just hilarious. Now, you know, oh, just hilarious yeah. is probably is, is, is problematic, and she has a problem with the gays and the trans and anybody who's under the rainbow, and she puts in her Baltimore voice as if that's supposed to make us scared of her. She recently went viral a couple months, no, a couple of weeks ago when she announced that she was going to be the Breakfast Club co-host. 
And they're like, we don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Then she started taking digs at Charlemagne um, and uh, Envy and calling them these niggas, their opinions are trash when they said that um, they thought that, uh, who was it? They thought that somebody was the somebody of the generation. Who was it? Do you guys, can you look it up? Who were they she talking about? They they gave Jess or Charlemagne? Charlemagne and, 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 and um, Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy gave somebody their flowers for being the something of this generation. Oh, um, Sizzler for being the Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Yes, she's, yes, like, yes. she's like, yeah, this nigga's trash, you know, in her Baltimore voice. Because I kind of disagree with them too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would disagree with them, but the fact that you were calling people that you were, were supposed to be employing you trash, there was yeah. speculation that she had not, she had spoken too soon and not got the show. Today, Charlemagne revealed that she did get the show. Um, I will say this for those of you who've been did saying you see it. Did she roll out? Yeah. The chair and you know. Yeah. I wonder if, that, if this was all like plan part of it. Well, the, the consensus is that everybody thinks it's planned. Everybody thinks it was intentional. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm not a hater. All right. So for those of you who've been, Jason has said, a lot of people have said it. They, they were like, Louie, wish that you had auditioned for the Breakfast Club. Here's the thing that money was great. I do not see myself moving back to New York ever. It could be a vacation home and you have to move to New York to do the breakfast club. Right. So this, for those of you who are like, well, you're just mad. Cause you didn't No, no, that's, that's not this. I don't think just hilarious personally is the best choice. I think she's just the one who kept showing up. You know how sometimes you try to find love and you can't, but there's a nigga who just keeps on coming over. No, not, not you, Jerry. Can't relate. Let's get, another, let's get another metaphor, Lou. Get you, another you, know, you, know, you know that homegirl who didn't end up with the nigga she loved? She ended up with the nigga who wore her down? The one that That's got her Yeah, the one who got her pregnant and who, she wore her down. She's like, I guess I'm going to settle. This feels like the broadcasting the equivalent of that to me. Um, and it's not me hating on her. I just personally am not like... As somebody who loves this craft, loves potting, who loves radio, who grew up on Wendy and knew Charlemagne when he was working in the Wendy and has spent time with Jason and seeing people up close and worked at iHeart for myself for a couple of years. I love this industry so much. I do not think Just Hilarious brings anything new to it aside from clicks and sensationalism, which they could have gotten from anybody from VH1, to be perfectly honest. However, do you think the rollout was a great idea, though? Like, number one, do you guys like her as a choice? There's no right or wrong answer. And do you think the rollout worked? Because this is not going to make me want to listen to the show anymore. It's actually going to make me want to listen to the show less, to be honest. I was going to say, I don't listen to the Brex Club anyway. Like, if I see a celebrity guest on there who they're interviewing, I might watch some of it. But I don't I'm, I don't listen to the Breakfast Club. So it didn't affect me with Angela Yee left. And it don't affect me with whoever they bring it in. Because I don't listen to it. Damn. Jefferson, I'm not checking for you. How about you, Lulu? What are your thoughts? <laughs> Angela Yee was really, really dry and boring. I was surprised that they even gave her her own show. Um, but maybe just because Charlemagne is Charlemagne and it was balanced or something. I don't have like a ton of opinions about Just Hilarious per se. Uh, and I don't really listen to The Breakfast Club either. Yeah. But is she hilarious? You guys think? She, she can be. There are some, because before, before she put her foot in her mouth with the the trans issue that happened, you know, that was, I think, the big thing where people was really trying to, you know, tomato, what did tomato, she tomato say? her. I don't remember exactly. It was a whole rant. She's anti-trans. She's anti-trans, though. But, I, I don't, um, she doesn't believe in trans. It was in response to, I forgot what that video was. It was a whole thing. But prior to that, I had been following Jess on Instagram because I just saw this black girl from Baltimore who was a stand-up comedian, told jokes, and then she started doing her just with the mess, which is kind of like this sort of like windy sort of hot topic. It was fun. It was fun and fast. She's it she's was, she's funny yes. in short spurts. It was fun. But the and more fast. she talks, the less you like her. 
and so I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, honestly, outside of the next time that I had heard it, the only two times I feel like just came up was when the trans issue came out and when we talked about her Sexy Red um, interview. But outside of that, I, oh yeah, yeah, I don't pay just attention, like, and I don't, and I don't pay um, the the Breakfast Club show. No shade, but it's just, it's I don't watch it. I mean, uh, everybody and their mothers sent me the job posting when it came out. It's about three fifty a year. Wait, they posted it like they had crazy. to, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a wide. Was, that's why I think me and like five of my other friends in this realm, we all got the posting, and it was about three fifty a year. So a little bit over a quarter of a million, which puts her at the, the top one percent. So imagine yeah. being in the one percent of the world, and people aren't even sure you're good at what you can talk straight or know what the she, hell you're talking about. I'm sure that contract is probably just for like you know like an apartment the first year. <laughs> she ain't getting no ten year contract. <laughs> how, so, how long do we predict she's gonna stay? If you're gonna have to do a gut check, how long do you predict she's gonna make it? I think she will be there for at least the first. I think the contract is at least a year. I think she will be there for a full three sixty five, and then after that. Because let's be real, like, in shows like that, nobody likes an audition process. Like, we don't want to keep having to find new co-hosts because this ain't working, this ain't working. But also, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you know the history of the Breakfast Club. Did um, did Angela Yee work out in the beginning? Did people love her or did she have to grow on them to be there for as long as she was? Yeah, so you say at least a year. How about you, Lulu? What do you think? I think the same thing. Probably, like, at least a year. Probably even longer because I'm like, my, my question is like, what exactly are they looking for? Do they have good chemistry as a trio? Like, I, I think know. I think she's the provocateur. She just likes to be provocative. And so like sensationalism That's and outrage. That's job though. No, he's getting soft ever since his mental health stuff uh, happened. And he yeah, with therapy. Yeah, he went to therapy and he got soft. <laughs> he's getting better. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne is healing. So they need somebody else who's broken. <laughs> to, to take his place that's really what i think i think charlamagne is i think people were like oh blue we want you to go on the show because you and charlamagne could bond over that but you could still be provocative like smart provocative just as the other mm-hmm. kind of provocative where instead of bonding over healing and still being kind of spicy she could be problematic while he doesn't take any more bullets i think it's going to be two to three years just out of convenience and laziness mm-hmm. i could see them doing two to three years just because to Jeffrey's point, it's exhausting. And to Lulu's point, she's a counterbalance. And the, it, But if somebody ever went on that show as a guest who was amazing, I could see them quietly courting that girl. Whoever who she is. they have in the interim along with Jess that was auditioning, though? Like, who else came in? Well, they had, like, Jason Lee. Jason Lee came back a lot. They had Claudia Jordan. I didn't Jordan. Need another girl. Yeah, no, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. I'm just answering the question. They had Jason Lee. They had Claudia Jordan. They had a couple of people who weren't really well-known. Everybody was saying they wanted Claudia Jordan, but I think Claudia has so many hands in different fires she probably wanted a lot more money than Jess did because yeah. Claudia has a lot of executive producing she, she's my former you know uh 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 showmate not showmate what do they call it when you're on the same network, network mate at Fox Soul I saw was with the Claudia Jordan has like three or four shows on Fox Soul so Claudia has so much going on even though she would have been a better choice in my opinion yeah. um and would have been smarter and more fun and had a, a lot more of an audience especially from the her bravo days and her celebrity apprentice days it, it was probably just cheaper to do jess cheaper and easier because jess needs it more and she's more available so i think claudia would have been a better fit um yeah i i, I get it i just don't enjoy it and well, I'm hope pro- she, i hope she can grow into it because like you, you know when you brought the conversation of the sexy red interview and how um, Sexy Red addressed the interview versus, you know, being combative when she could have been, she was calm. You know, maybe this this might be a space where 
we get to see like, oh, Jess actually is growing. I'm sure it won't happen in the beginning, but just as Charlemagne has evolved, you know, maybe this will be a space where she can grow into it if she's given that chance and opportunity, you know, to go. I've never seen Jess hilarious take accountability for anything ever. So yeah, so that's maybe she'll grow into that because, like you said, that interview when you well, pointed out the interview, sexy red. Yeah, hmm? no, she, she played stupid. She did she apologize? But did she apologize? Yeah. When, when you play stupid, call- yeah, when you play stupid and act like you don't know what somebody's talking about and they beat you with the facts until you say sorry, that's very, that's very, that's, that's different. That's what did she say about sexy up. red? What, what did, what did she say about sexy red that pissed her off? She said, she, 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 she had been sneak dissing her a lot, but, and, and they, when she said, give me an example, she said, you literally made fun of me when somebody asked me the most romantic thing somebody had ever done. And I said, um, a nigga stole they some stole stuff and, get, and, and gifted like it to me. For... And then she said, you've been sneak dissing me a lot, but that's the one that got the most press. So if somebody's constantly sneak dissing you and then one goes viral, it's like, bitch, mm-hmm. like, just don't mention, mention my name at all. And she was like, really? I didn't say, like, so her thing was like, you're playing stupid. You asked me a question that you thought would stump me. I had an answer. And so now you're like, damn, she has a fucking answer. Let me say sorry. The yeah. spirit of apology does not live in Jess. And I have never seen it live in Jess. To Jeffrey's point, maybe... She'll maybe evolve she, because bigger names will chin check her. I don't know. I just like you said earlier, Blue. You know, um, apathy to malice is humanity's downfall. Yeah, I'm hoping that this will be because now she's more public than she's ever been in her life. So you know, this might be something where she probably starts off still in the same just hilarious space that she is currently in, but just dealing with more people, both in front of the camera, behind the camera, she might grow. You know, evolve into something. That's fair. I mean, we, we we can afford to give her. I that still have space. faith in humanity. <laughs> I still have a little, a little bit faith in the mustard seed, baby. <laughs> I have faith in humanity until Nicki Minaj comes up, and then I then I watch everybody blow it up. So hey, hey, hey. listen up, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Look at here, Big Bush. <laughs> but no, she said that on that record. She started rap said, "Now listen up, Bigfoot," and I just like Donald Trump. That is exactly who Nicki Minaj is. Exactly, and that's why I find her disgusting. Thank you for bringing that full circle. She does. I find yeah, Donald. Trump and Nicki Minaj disgusting. I love that how we all somehow came to a consensus by the end of it. Now, guys, uh, if you are a barb, I need you to understand that I'm a different kind of bitch. Move around. There's nothing that you're going to do to me or anybody on this show that's going to scare us from sharing our opinions. So take that shit elsewhere. Just want to say that out loud. Um, I'm the kind of person who's been sending my Nicki Minaj thoughts to my barber friends. Like, what you think about this? Like, I, like, I'm different. I'm confrontational. Yeah, 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 keep it cute. Um, Lulu, uh, <laughs> uh, she said, she said somebody's knocking at her door. Oh, somebody's knocking at her door before. While we're doing the outro, y'all, uh, we were about to do the outro. We're just gonna wait for Lulu to make sure that it's not the killer. Don't okay. forget the phone nearby. <laughs> Remember when Wendy used to be like, Oh, it's the killer. It's good. <laughs> Yo, can I just say that I miss Wendy Williams in the midst of this? Yo, today would have been a great day for Wendy Williams. Between, However, D- between, Diddy, between Diddy and Nikki, Wendy would have been eating for months. But I also say, though, it would have been a great day for Nick, um, not for Nikki, I'm sorry, for uh, Wendy in her prime. Because I'm being real, them last like two seasons of the Wendy Williams show, you could tell Wendy wasn't hitting it like. She was in the you know yeah. first eight eight or nine seasons of the show. So that's her inaccuracy like, almost became part of the shtick. I know. I'm just curious, like, would she be invested in this as so she could really give that good old you know Wendy report? Wendy's been waiting on Diddy by the door for thirty years. The Diddy I mean, and Cassie and remember alone. They made, remember they had made up on the show too when he came to visit. So now it would be interesting to see what her perspective would have been. 
Yeah, Wendy Wendy was robbed of not being able to cover Jenny because she's she's been waiting decades to finally get that nigga by the ankles. What happened, Lula? Are you okay? <laughs> yes, my aunt just brought me something over. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That was family. Yeah. And you came back that quick? Damn, my mama would have still had me at the door. All right, guys. Uh, we want to make sure that Lulu can get back to her family. Lulu and Jeff, tell everybody where they can find you guys. So y'all can find me on everything at Jeffro5. If you guys check out this episode this week, then please register. I'm teaching a virtual cooking class for Black History Month on Saturday, February 3rd. Completely nice. free. All you gotta do is RSVP. It's virtual, so you can do it from your phone, your laptop, wherever you at. Just show up support. That's all. Yay! How about you, Lulu? I love that. <laughs> um, um, I'm on Instagram at Lou underscore Lou one nine. Lou's like just smiles. She's like, I'm I'm still mourning the lions. Um, you guys know I'm at Blue Centric, and uh, please make sure that you are if you haven't already. This is the last uh 24 to 48 hours, depending on when the show comes out. I'm probably gonna put this show out first thing in the morning. It's the last 24 to 48 hours to sign up for the On Thy Shift Self Mastery Workshop. We do it live via Zoom every Wednesday for eight weeks. Um, it's an amazing group of people. We've had everybody from college students and therapists, Emmy and Grammy Award winners on the, in the class. We have a great time, but we also work on making sure that you are not part of the death of humanity that we talked about earlier in the show. Also, uh, if you just like kicking um, with us through the show, it's your chance to actually spend some time with me in real time. I know I'm pimping myself out, but you know. I've been told that half the folks show up just so they can have an excuse to talk to me. I will say this, though. It's a group setting. And Jeffrey and Lulu, let me know if you guys are open to joining because we do it Wednesdays. And the first one's Wednesday at 5 Pacific. It's only two hours. I think it could be fun. Uh, text me if you're down. And also, this is an FYI because I mentioned it earlier. I just went into my Spotify and went to the settings and clicked the option to no longer play any music by R. Kelly. Oh, wow. Look at God working through you. A no, nigga I'm, from Chicago has like, just been R. Kelly. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going I'm to do it. Well, I love that, but let me just finish the plug. The, 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 the oh, the I'm workshop. so sorry. I thought she was done. I'm so sorry. No, I haven't given the URL. <laughs> R. Kelly, leaving R. Kelly, letting him go was on your spirit enough where it made you feel compelled to say it, and I'm okay with making room for that. If anybody else feels compelled to let go of R. Kelly because of Jeffrey's bravery, feel free to let us know. <laughs> and if you want to do, if you want to do the Own That Shift Workshop, the uh, URL is ots24.eventbrite.com. That is ots24 as an on thy shift um.eventbrite.com. Uh, class starts on Wednesday, the 31st of, of January. You guys, the 31st of January is in two days. Can you believe that? Nope. That's wild. All right. I have a call that I'm two minutes behind for because I love you guys for doing this. Thank you for this rigorous dialogue because I think a lot of folks agreed with us in different ways and disagreed with us in different ways. And as always, it's always great to hear healthy uh, debates happen because those are totally possible. All right. Remember, you guys, you're just human beings doing human shit. Please be gentle with yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. That was a great Bye. show. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing 
where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.